three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Friday, July 15th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the country. The Big X, live in studio today with Trevor Kelsey. Normal hours today after a little bit of a, a wonky week time-wise because of some you know, bats games being a little bit earlier than usual. We got the Cardinal Insider rolling a couple of days. I had to go uh, get that halter monitor to put on, which by the way, we need like a countdown clock. I get to take this thing off in, it says on the... Is there a clock on it? Yeah, it has like a countdown on it. I get to take it off in 19 minutes. So I'm just gonna, like rip my shirt off, just like take the little like, we'll be in the wires of the first out. Segment. Yeah, it'll be 19. It'll be like, uh, well, we yeah. give or take. It'll be so right we, about, we've, had, we've had different segments. I though. think it was 3:25 when they put it on, so that okay. it, it should be about 3:25 when it comes off. Um, it's and not I'll, gonna explode, is it? It's not going to explode. That's <laughs> not how these things work. It'll be very counterproductive in terms of heart health for these things to explode. When they, take please, it off! Take it off! Take it off! <laughs> right away! You please cut the blue wire. Love of God! I woke up in the middle of the night and one of the wires was out, and I was like, "Well, I've, I don't know what you want me to do. It's it's been out for a while. I'm sure this happens. Just put it right back in. So we'll have fun with that." <laughs> she said, "The hall, the halter monitor is going to come off. Uh, we're here until six o'clock today. Uh, we also have other fun things to talk about. It's kind of going to be. I tell you what's going to be. And every day is a good text line day, but today's going to be an especially good text line day because five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. By the way." Um, there's not, like, a dominant storyline. We'll have a DJ Wagner update of the day. We do it every day. It's going to be thin today, even even more thin than usual. Uh, Josh Hurd talked to WDRB. He had some interesting comments that we can dive into a little bit, but there's not, like, a predominating, uh, overwhelming UofL storyline to get to. So if you have a, a topic idea, if you've got questions about anything today, this is the day to get them in. 502-414-1450. Shout out to our friends, as always, over at Thornton's, and reminding you one more time, it's summer cash bash time at Thornton's. If, if you've been waiting out, if you've been holding out, and you're saying, you know what, I don't like money, it's time for your mood to change. It's time for you to say, hey, I'd like to have $10,000. I'd like to potentially have a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. And the way to make that happen is by entering the Thornton's Summer Cash Bash. Very easy to do. Download the Refreshing Rewards app if you're not a Refreshing Rewards member. If you don't want to download the app, you can also just text rewards to 80313. Once you have the Refreshing Rewards app, open that bad boy up. Click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, and you are entered. You can win 10 k every single week, all summer long, and at the end of the summer, that grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo. Shout out to Alex Cupper. Shout out to everybody 
at the 16,555 area Thornton's locations. We love all of you. Shout out to what shirt are you wearing today? This is a... Um, I mean, my, I'm wearing the Canucks. I'll throw that out there real quick for this you. It's actually one of my dad's old shirts. I, I stole it when I was like in high school, and I've had it ever since. It's a it's 19... actually Frank shirt. See, yeah. it's this Frank. It's this Frank right here. <laughs> it's a 1981 St. Patrick's Day uh, T-shirt from a Duffy's Irish Roll... Oh, I, the old Irish Rover bar. Okay. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> oh, he's wearing shirts from 1981. Yeah. You are tiny. I, I told you I am. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm not that orange shirt. I'm to wash like 15 times. Hope it shrinks a little bit. <laughs> Cut it in half. I'm gonna wear it. I'm gonna wear it next Wednesday though. Gonna, I'm coming in AEW Wednesdays. I'm gonna be coming in hot. So oh yeah. I'm feeling good me. about it. But that's the what's the decent cool shirt. I like the shirt though. I mean it, it's kind of odd to throw in on a you know non St. Patrick's Day. Well, I mean I like it. I wear, I, used to, yeah. I wear it all the time. I think I found I don't it, like, think I've seen you wear that before. I've worn it before here. Not while I was here, maybe. I think you, you don't. You don't. Something tells me sometimes that, you don't pay attention to what I'm wearing. No, I, I do. Sometimes I just don't bring it up. But that, I think that that would stick out to me. You think? I think so. This, I'm pretty this, sure I have. This, this shirt would 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 take one of the few brain cells left in my head and and stay there. Okay. Well, it would camp out like I'll like it's waiting for it. tickets. I'll take your word for it. Do people uh, still do that? Camp out for tickets? Yeah. You never did it, right? No. I think I told you I did it once. I never did the Stay by the Bell U2 thing. Stuck in the mall. <laughs> I said one time for the, I think I, I've told this story, obviously, for, for the, uh, the, for the the second, the Star Wars release. I don't think you Episode have. Episode one, where me and my you buddy. You camped out for a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Of it, all the things that I would have envisioned you camping out for, Star Wars, anything, would have been very low on that list. I wouldn't say, I didn't, the closest thing to that would be I did, I did get like very early to get the Zepp, my Zeppelin tickets in '97, but I didn't like camp out technically. I just got there at like one in the morning and waited till they opened at nine. But Star Wars, yes, I mean a buddy uh, camped out at the, the uh, Tinseltown, uh, and we we got we were kind of wrapped around. We were towards the back of Tinseltown where we were, our our spot was, and they made us sign waivers, which of course we lied about our names. I put, Kim Sh- <laughs> I, I put Kim Shamrock. He put like Terry Boulder, which is Hulk Hogan's real name. Uh, I thought it was Bowden. <laughs> Boulder. Is it Terry Boulder? It's, I think it's Boulder. Yeah. I thought Boulder. it was, I thought it was like Bolden. No, no, it's not, I know it's not Bolden. Or Boldus. I don't think it's Boulder. Something like that. But anyway, so we were, so we're, we're we get injured by the, you know, one of these nerds, we're going to sue. Balea. Balea, that's what it is, yeah. We both were way off. <laughs> Started the show high. Swanson High. Samson High. I knew, it, I knew it was not Boulder. <laughs> we, we were both in the right alphabet. As long as I said his real name, I had forgotten it myself. Uh, so anyway, we did this, and uh, it was one of those experiences, which you've seen episode one. It sucks. It's, it's horrible. Not great. Even the Star Wars fan, I hate it. And what made it worse was we camped out for this for, I guess, a night and a half we were there. Jesus, really? And this was like the very beginning days of when they were starting to do midnight showings. Like it wasn't a popular thing. Uh-huh. And we were working at a video store in J-Town and we were about to get off and we like somebody came in and was like about to leave. And we're like, you know, they're just showcase cinemas uh, down the street. They're going to show a midnight showing of this episode one. And we're like, really? I'm like, yes, yeah, so let's, let's go see if we can get them. I mean, we got tickets for tomorrow, you know, because we'd already camped out and bought them. But let's go see if we can go see it early. So we go there, and there's like 40 people in the theater. Like, no one's there. Really? Like, this is like, I get, I, again, this is like, what, circa 98, 99? So you were that far ahead of the curve on this one. Like, I, well, I mean, this must have been just the people weren't catching on to this yet. Right. It's not, it was so, nothing yet. And we, we go up there and we go to the movie, and it's just got awful. And we, we leave the movie thinking, do we even really want to go to this movie that we stayed <laughs> out all night for tickets for now? Like, we, 
We want to go. We're going to go just because we did it and we got there. And I don't know about him, but I fell asleep halfway through it. You could have sold those probably for a decent. Like, I guess I, my mind wasn't thinking that far ahead, even though I probably could have used things. So I, you saw the movie twice in like twenty four like hours. Twenty four hours, and, I, and you like, knew you hated it the second time. Why would you even go? <laughs> I'm glutton for punishment. That's really I was dumb. Nineteen and stupid. Really so dumb. A, sadly, it's probably not one of the dumbest things I did at nineteen. Maybe it was. It was up there probably. I told my story about unintentionally <laughs> seeing the midnight showing of Twilight and having no idea what I was getting into <laughs> yeah. when Mary and I've been dating for like three weeks. Like I was, I had no idea. Like that was we like, did not plan that at all. Um, but the only other time I did like the whole let's go to a movie right when it opens thing, we didn't camp out or anything, but we went at midnight to see my senior year of high school, the second Matrix movie, which also okay. sucked. I've never, I never saw this. I didn't. I never got into Matrix, so I, didn't. I love the first one. The second one was not great. I haven't seen any of the ones since. But. Now I've gone to a couple midnight with something since then, or at least the night before. Now I think they even started at eleven o'clock sometimes the night before. Like I think I went and saw I went and saw the vacation with the Ed Helms in it. I went and saw that like at like eleven thirty night before. Why? Stoned. <laughs> Stoned and bored. I mean, that's really honestly. I mean, that's like the most honest excuse or reason I can give you. I can already tell it's going to get even more loose around here today than usual. It's Friday. We got three full hours. There's not a whole lot going on. No. It's July fifteenth. Smack dab. In the middle of the uh, the dead period of college sports around here, it's going to get weird real quick. It already I, has. I did watch your movie recommendation last night. You did, night. and I'm, I'm disappointed. You, you weren't. I feel like I was. You're disappointed. You should see me. I was doing well with recommendations. I feel like I had like some sense of like what you would like that I would like. You loved Lonesome Dove, which makes me happy because that's my favorite. That, of that all your recommendations, that is my favorite. I, that, I would have been the most upset if you didn't like that. did really love that, yes. You liked Slapshot. I did like Slapshot, But yes. you did not like Drive last night. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was bad. I just did, it just didn't. I did not recommend anything after 2000 to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the key. It's about like 2011. It's got to be 70s, yeah. early 90s. <laughs> well, that's 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 always a good good better chance of uh, getting in my wheelhouse. I know, right? Uh, I mean, it wouldn't. The soundtrack's amazing. <laughs> the soundtrack can get stuck in your head. <laughs> that, what's that human <laughs> song or whatever that plays? Real it? human being <laughs> and a real hero. But the movie is Gosling. Smoldering the entire movie. <laughs> that scorpion jacket. It's like four, incredible. It's like four words the entire like the first thirty minutes of the movie. I know he does. Uh I know I was I know I was at the, the about the twenty five minute mark and I thought, all right, uh, this has to improve. Because at this point I really wasn't liking the movie early on. Okay. And it, I mean it got a little better, but it still it, it didn't yeah. All right, well. It was I didn't hate it. I didn't, I wouldn't say don't watch this, it sucks. I just Different strokes. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it's more up your it kinda of reminded me a little bit by the way it was shot and the way it just kinda of the, the, the feel the flow of the movie felt like the kind of like the running scared movie with Paul uh, Paul Walker in it. I've never seen it. Uh which isn't a bad movie. I prefer the the other running scared with Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal myself, but the one with Paul Walker was okay. Okay. Well that's fine. That was your night. I have to talk about my night a little bit because and you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> So last night, this is the third day in a row where we've we've had some sort of Reds Yankees talk in the first segment. Oh yeah, Reds Yankees have been the hottest series in baseball, right? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Can you name another series going on right now? No, I can't either. Other than the Blue Jays uh, and Royals. Well, who the, the Red Sox were playing? I watched a little bit of their game the other night. Uh, I can't remember who it was though. So yeah, no. Clearly no, since you can't remember their opponent. So last night, I've, I, if you haven't heard me say this before. I've, one of my oldest friends played baseball with him. Is the hitting coach for the Yankees? I, have you never listened to the show we broke, before? We broke the story <laughs> yeah. that Dylan Lawson was going to be named the hitting coach for the New York Yankees. Yeah, he, all your Yankees news comes to you on fourteen fifty uh, Big X Sports Radio here in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, we, we've got we've got all the New York stations trumped. 
So I'm no watching. I'm watching last night. I'm kind of halfway paying attention, and like I see there's like a little bit of commotion, and I, somehow I, I guess my TV was behind because I did the thing where I'd pause it before. Yeah, yeah. And one of my other friends texted me. He's like, "Did Lawson just get tossed?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> and we're watching. And I, I, I fast oh, forward a little bit. I fast forward a little bit. I'm like, oh my god, he did! Like Dylan again. We've played baseball together like from like age eight through our senior year of high school. We've been friends since we were like, like second grade on. Went to every grade school together, high school together. Um, like I've known this guy my entire life. I'm watching him get tossed out of a game against my favorite team inside Yankee Stadium, <laughs> dropping the f bomb very loudly and very clearly on TV. Uh oh. And so like this has happened in like five minutes. So this is like five minutes after the fact. So I go to our, our text group and I was like, uh, Hey there, Dill. And, oh, that was you that put the hey yeah. down? Okay. I, he, <laughs> and he responded. Yeah, you've seen the text. Yeah. And he responds, hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> like, I'm texting him from the Yankees clubhouse after watching him get tossed out of a game against the Cincinnati Reds. I didn't realize you were the hey, Dill guy. I yeah. just, I, I was, sent me the screenshot, and I was I assumed it was somebody else in the group, maybe. Well, because the other guys in the group like aren't really like Reds fans, so oh, I didn't know if anybody okay. else was watching. And like he just responds and I can't say what he said after that. No, no, you can't. But I, I do love his honesty. But I can't tell you. So like we kept talking. I didn't send you this. Like we sort of asked the story because it was going on with Lane Booney as the umpire, who's not very popular. And we're like, so what did like like what did Booney say? Like, like what what exactly happened here? And are you like in trouble for this? And he responded with, he's like, I said from the dugout, keep him on the plate. It was a pitch inside, which by the way, lost and you were wrong. It was a strike from Castillo, but whatever. <laughs> The, the pitch that got him tossed. He's like, I said, keep him on the plate. Maybe I said, keep him on the bleeping plate. I probably did. He goes, I say something like that five times a game. It's nothing. It's classic dugout chatter. Yeah. He goes, he stared into the dugout for a while, and Rizzo was trying to be funny and pointed at me, saying, like, he said it, he said it. Um, he's like, because that is funny, and what I said wasn't worthy of being thrown out. I said, yeah, it was me, looking right at the umpire, and then he threw me out of the game. <laughs> How often does a, bat, a hitting instructor get thrown out? Not very often. I mean, that's when you sent me that. I was like, did he go out to the? I mean, I assume maybe hit him. Boone or even taught Boone is still the coach manager. Yeah. Right? Uh, I was like, did Boone get the tossed and he took over no, and then he got tossed? Dylan or? got tossed and Boone ran out there first. And then Dylan, if you watch the video, Dylan follows him I up. Meant to, you sent me the YouTube and I completely forgot to click on and it. And Dylan, you could sort of tell like what he was saying when he's talking to, to, to Booney. And he confirmed. He was saying, uh, you're bleeping soft. You're bleeping soft. And oh, then Crash Booney, must have called him so, the, one of those no-no words you can't say to an umpire. And then Booney, <laughs> in kind of a good comeback to Dylan, this is his first year as the Yankees hitting coach, goes, uh, I'm going to have to look you look up who you are when I fill out the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Dylan turned around and goes, hey, bleep you, uh, bleep off, when he was walking back to the dugout. He goes, I'm not in trouble with anyone, but I'll get a fine. Uh, and that's, that's, that's the way it goes. But like, th- once again, you're inside Yankee Scoop coming to you live on the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big Eggs. But, but like, one of the more surreal moments of my adult life, watching my childhood friend get tossed out of a game against my favorite uh, team inside Yankee Stadium, and then five minutes later, texting with him about it from the clubhouse. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? You okay, buddy? How's like, it going? One of our other friends came in right after that and was like, he's like, so legit question here, like, what do you do now? Like, are you just hanging out? He's like, I'm just texting with you guys. He's like, just sitting in the dugout. Yeah. I mean, in the uh, clubhouse. Yeah, they got quiet for a while. And then, of course, I hit him this morning because the Reds did take two out of three from the I Yankees. I saw that, yes. Inside Yankee Stadium. We are the kings of the AL East. And I just said, how happy are you that the Reds aren't in the AL East? And he did the whole, like, classic, like, well, we're – we're just bored right now. It's more about us. It's, it's not. It's more about us. It's not the Reds. I, I was like, shut up. It's well, the they would have won if Dylan had gotten tossed. It's the Reds. 
hottest team in baseball. I don't think did you. I, don't, I, think, I think the Blue Jays took two out of three against you, the Reds, didn't they? Or what, did they? Did the Reds take two out of three against Toronto? I think the Reds took two out of three against Toronto. You might have because I do that. That was when the the Blue Jays were kind of slumping a little bit. Not, you know, not, uh, opposed to the slump they're currently in. That they lost again last night. They're like two out. Of, they won, I think they're two and twelve in their last fourteen games. Got to fire the interim. I mean, just get some new blood. Don Lawson, in future Blue Jays manager. He could be. I mean, he's to calm down a little bit. People in Toronto aren't going to be happy with that language. It's just so funny looking at like all these like Yankee fans too. They're like Lawson looks like he could just kill a dude. Like he's a, got that dog in him. I'm like, it's just weird. Like like knowing <laughs> have, this guy have, my whole life. Have they come around to uh, accepting Dylan yet on on the social media Yankee? Fans? Oh yeah. Yeah, because he was he was they were they were wanting his head on a on a swivel. Well, but a, a minority. They very, they very need to come around because they sucked at hitting last year and they're like second or third in every major wow, uh, hitting category in the AL like right 62 now. Sixty two and four. Or that too I mean, helps. Yeah. yeah, having the best record in baseball is also yeah. You'd think that would be good for his job security, but we'll see. I mean, but yeah, the Reds that uh, they swept the Rays before this, then took two out of three from the Yanks. So. You know, count your lucky stars, AL East, that we're not in this division. What was it? Did, did you all beat us? Like, maybe you I feel like the, the Blue Jays actually took two out of three. Now that I'm saying, I have to go back. Yeah, because it, it I, was I, a while back. It, I we, think you texted me and you were like, oh, no sweep or something like that. I think it was one of your, your weekends away. <laughs> I, it, now that it was, or I just got back like right after it happened or something. Yeah, we, we took the last game. So it was we were one and two. That's okay. So overall. So we're the only team in the East to beat you on a series? Only team in the East to beat us. In a series, we do play the Orioles again. Well, I'm not. I'm not, not again. I'm not putting. Play. I'm not putting my trust in Baltimore winning a series. Well, the hottest <laughs> in baseball right now. Are they really? Yeah, they won like 11 in a row or something. Oh, no wonder Renshaw reached out to me the other day. <laughs> yeah, the Orioles. He's cannot... a diehard Baltimore fan. I haven't heard from him all season. He just suddenly got like a text from him, like, "Hey, what's going on?" They are the. No uh, wonder <laughs> they are the fourth team since 1900 to have the worst record in baseball one season, then go on a. Uh, Nine plus game winning streak the next year. It's an odd stat to have. Yeah. Has it, how many times has it happened? Had done an eight game winning streak though. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's common, right? They are the <laughs> and I love the, the, the right after that stat. I see Orioles the second team in MLB history to lose 110 plus games one year and then have a nine plus game winning streak the next. The other, the Louisville Colonels, nice. who went 27 and 111 in 1889 before having winning streaks of 12, 11, and 10 games. In 1890, it always comes back to Louisville. Oh man, that 1899 season was a rough one. 89. 89. That was that was a rough year. Imagine following a team that went 27 and 100. I think that was the year that Heinz ketchup was invented. Chris Mack was coaching the team. <laughs> Mutual parting of ways halfway through the season. But then they bounced right back. 1889. Looks good for Kenny Payne. We'll be at 42 states at the time. Four, no, 44 states maybe. 46. I don't know, Trevor. I don't know. <laughs> What do you want me to say? <laughs> uh, shout out to the Louisville Colonels. We love you. I, I did not plan on that stat coming up, but that no. was a, a fun thing that happened last night. Uh, I also finished the Bob's Burgers movies, much to, uh, I'm sure, the delight of our intern, Jenna. We'll talk about it on Monday. I yeah. enjoyed it. I don't thoroughly. know if I should. I watch that movie? I liked it. It's on Hulu. You I mean, can, I don't hate it. Well, it's, well, like it's on HBO Max, too, I think. Isn't is it? it? Yeah. I just knew it was on Hulu. It's, uh, it's only like an hour and a half, so it's a pretty quick watch for you. Like It took me three nights to finish it, but you could watch it probably <laughs> during the show. <laughs> What did I watch after Drive? I can't even remember now. I watched another movie now. I don't even remember what it was. I always like hearing your trilogy because it's it never movies that have any sort of common theme. I literally can't remember what I watched. That's not good. But because by the time I finished Drive, it was like 1 a.m. And I did watch something. Now I don't remember what it was. That'll come back to me eventually. Uh, Texter said on, on the Thornton Sex Island, I don't think you guys have talked about the Velocipaster in a while. We never, I never got a chance to watch it. I fired it up one night and then I, I, I for some reason, it's like something didn't work. It was, I think it was one of those things, again, where like I hadn't logged into the account. And I just didn't want to look up my password. I, 
<laughs> the Velocipaster. Maybe we'll do that tonight. Uh, the only the only thing I think the one thing that deterred me from that is I'm just not like I I don't mind a bad movie. I'm just not a big horror movie fan. And but you, bad horror movies are like even bad comedies. ones are kind. Of, yeah, but even they sometimes they just don't move my needle. I mean, even if it's a bad one, like I'd prefer like a bad com just a regular comedy. If I was going to watch a bad movie, yeah. Like it can be like just totally generic sophomoric humor. That that would be okay with that. Texas says you guys. Oh, should... Cat's Eye. That's the other movie I watched, which is kind of a horror movie. Where I've am I talking? Never heard of that. Stephen King's Cat's Eye. Oh, it's with uh, no Drew idea. Barrymore. Yeah, Cat's Eye. It's from nineteen like early eighties, but it's not. It's, it's it's a Stephen King movie, but I never really Stephen King never really. I mean, I guess he's horror, but he never really did it. I never minded it. I like Stephen King stuff. Texas, you guys should check out the Terminal List on Amazon Prime. It's worth the watch. Limited series, eight episodes. Never even heard of it. I do like I do like mini I do like mini series. I do too. I, I like the limited series. I, I like knowing there's going to be a conclusion. Yes, like an ex- extremely long, well-told movie. That's what I like. Texas, with the rise of COVID cases nationwide, it's a good thing Chris Mack isn't the coach anymore, or else he'll whine about how much an inconvenience it's been on his life, like he did the last two seasons. <laughs> Well, we'd probably end up getting missing games for it. Well, that's the, that, that was the bigger thing. Yeah. That's where I thought he was going because, look, nobody handled COVID worse than we did around here. Um, Texas, Mike, you would have been proud of me. My mom mentioned something about the Louisville prostitute scandal. Great. I love, the, love that, that story. That's a conversation always fun to have with mom. My mom mentioned what? something about the Louisville what? prostitute scandal, <laughs> and it led me down a large tirade where I was complaining about how UNC created fake classes and nothing happened to them, but we have been ridiculed in the media for the last 10 years. I don't know if your mom's a UNC fan or if a UK fan or whatever, but I am proud of you. That's well done. Solid work. I'm curious, Texter. Why is your mom heckling you about Louisville prostitutes? What was the conversation before that? And I don't like, care what, what it was. What, what, what led into the, oh, by the way, remember the Louisville prostitution scandal? Whose mom is rivaling that hard <laughs> yeah, I mean, on July 15th? Randomly. God too. bless that woman. She's, yeah. keeping the, she's keeping the sports talk alive <laughs> yeah, in the city. Somebody give her a show, three to six. <laughs> Let's start a new station. Uh, speaking of stations, it is now officially 50 days away from Louisville versus Syracuse, the first game of the 2022 season, which also means 50 days away from the first day of us having U of L games. On our station of networks, on yes. 970, over our, our friends over at 93.9. And we're going to be doing this countdown series. I know that they're doing it over there as well. We're, we're counting down the 50, uh, not in any order, but like 50 best memories in the history of Louisville football. So I think we'll start playing those today. That's going to be fun, a fun thing to look forward to. But just another reminder, we are now the home of Cardinal Athletics. It feels good. We can get, you know, we've got Jody Demling over here now. We can talk to Paul Rogers whenever the hell we want. That's going to be fun. We can get him on the air. You can hear all the games right here. It's fantastic. Couldn't be more excited. I'm pumped. Texas, tell mom you won't be at Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine, like, well, first of all, my mom doesn't really keep up with sports. But even if she did, I can't imagine her being like, hey, remember those prostitutes? <laughs> Suck it. Like, what did, what did you say to her to get her mad that she, like, came back at you with you about prostitution? I don't know. I, I don't so I'm know. just curious. This is, there seems to be too much depth with this, with this conversation in this text. Yeah, I mean, he had, he's, like, legitimately <laughs> defending himself. He's bringing up the UNC stuff. This was, this was a real-life like, sports debate. His mom is going at it. Not good. Um, uh, the comp, the old school Louisville versus North Carolina debate. Speaking of uh, moms and going at it, do you see Zach Wilson's jersey sales are like off the charts now? <laughs> going back to yesterday's so, derailment. I saw the barstool te- the barstool tweet that said that it, that Wilson's mom is pleading people to stop bugging her, asking her which of her friends that Zach has slept with. <laughs> What's her IG? <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great statement to say out loud. 
Stop bothering me about my friends that my son has slept with. Yeah, his uh, is now <laughs> on NFLShop.com. 11 out of Wilson's 15 jerseys have a most popular jersey badge attached to them, meaning they are currently top sellers. Uh, his jersey sales have gone through the roof. This is like the best thing to happen to him. Hitting 100,000 sales in just one day. People. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. I mean, I, 100,000 people bought Zach Wilson jersey sales in I'll, a day just be, because he is allegedly hunting. banging some moms. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, I guess I, I bought one. Um, the, so we'll wear it to Drake's. The texter who texted in about the mom uh, rivalry debate says, my dad looked at her and said, good one, honey, and I about smacked him. What is going my on with God, your parents? <laughs> what is going on with your parents? So wait, the parents are North Carolina fans? Or I guess UK fans, just giving them crap. And you're just... And, we gotta, man, dude. We got to know more about this. I my household was disruptive. We got to know more about this. Uh, we're going to come back. We'll talk. Uh, we'll take some more texts after the break. You guys are, are filling us up with nonsense. How much time we got? That's what we want. Uh, I was going to throw it to break right now, but what do you want to say? No, on the monitor. Oh, Your heart. Oh, it's got. It's done. It's got to be done, right? Yeah, it's got to be. It's off. Do-do, do-do, I didn't hear it beeping. Well, that's not what it does. Once again, there's no beeping. Then you get beeping would probably be a bad thing because it means you're probably in trouble. Right. I've got to take this thing back on Monday. Uh, but I will. I get to now derobe and take all these little cords off. It's going to be great. And then we don't have the YouTube up yet. Ah, this would be a perfect moment for the YouTube. I mean, the same. Are My you, partially uh, shaved chest from this thing. <laughs> between, glistening. I mean, I mean our, 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 our numbers would bump like Zach Wilson jersey sales. They would. They would. All right, we'll go to break. Uh, before we do, reminding you guys, our friends over at AirServe, they're bringing you the show now. We love them for that, and we love them also because they are available 24-7. EMTs for your HVAC is what we like to say. If you have your air going out in the middle of the summer, it's going to get ungodly hot again these next few days. We're talking temps back in the uh, the high 90s. If you look at Trevor's car, temps in like the 112s. It's going to be r- ridiculously hot. This is the worst time for your AC to potentially go out, but if it does, there's only one place to go. It's airserve.com slash Louisville because they're available 24-7. If your AC goes out in the middle of the night and your, your house is just sweltering, you've got small children, AirServe can help you out when others can't. Go to airserve.com. It's A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville. But it's not just AC repair. They've got high quality. They, they test the air quality in your home. They fix it. They've got high-quality air solutions like air purification systems, allergen protection, carbon monoxide, and smoke detector installation, humidifiers, dehumidifiers, all guaranteed to keep your house glowing and safe and happy all summer long. Again, airserve.com slash Louisville. We love our friends over there at AirServe. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have a couple of topics to get to. We'll talk about Josh Hurd's comments to WGRB and more nonsense from the Thornton's text line. It's a Nonsense Friday here on 1450 and 961, The Big X.
that you love me Cause I don't really know Great story. Uh, I think I told you this. The song I played going out of the last nice. break. I like that. That was nice. I like that, yeah. Uh, third, third bass, Pop Goes the Weasel. When saw them in concert. Okay. Their opening band, Extreme. No way. <laughs> it's the most bizarre combo of a concert I'd ever been. I, I, I still have ever been to in my life. Closest to was when I went and saw Zeppelin. They had this like, um, it was called like the Liz Hyman Band or something. I, I, I've never, I still to this day okay. don't. It was like, I always remember the woman who played like a uh, violin as the lead singer. Very weird band. So that was kind of a weird combo, but nothing matching going to see third base as like a 12-year-old. And like going, like walking, like, I remember walking with my buddy Chris, like pop custom. They're like, 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 I think we're cool. And the opening band is extreme. Man. <laughs> it's like, what? I saw this was at the um, at Headliners years ago. I went to see Iron and Wine. I love Iron and Wine. Very mellow, very laid back. Okay. Like such great heights. Like you know, the, the song that was in actually in Twilight, um, Flightless Bird. I'm going to take your word on that one. You saw Twilight. I, I did. Didn't. I, mean, I didn't know I the song saw- was. I sort of saw Twilight, but I did, but I didn't, yeah. Again, very laid back, very chill. Very just chill. laid back music. Opening act was, I think, a local heavy metal band. <laughs> and the crowd there like was something. not into it. Like there, there were some people who were trying, like trying to act. I was like, you didn't come here for this. This, is, this Don't act like this is what you <laughs> they, were signing up They come up out for. being like Master of Puppets or something. And like... It was not good. It was very, very, like everybody's like, it's so loud. I was just everybody it's holding. So I was the only one there not drinking a PBR, like, all these people with PBRs just like it's oh my god it's so loud get to the bathrooms um just, I brought Mary Mary's like what is this I'm like I'm like the, I guarantee the the, the 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 act that we're here to see is not going to be like this I promise <laughs> so that happened uh 1450 the Thornton sex line Texter says uh, the 1890 Colonels tied in the pre-modern World Series with the Brooklyn bridegrooms aka the Dodgers only time they won a pennant in the American Association or National League. I knew that we tied in a World Series at one point. I didn't know it was the year after we won 27 games and lost 111. Did the Colonels end up – if you follow the timeline, are the Colonels currently a team right now? Like, did that – isn't there somehow connected to the Red Sox in a way? I, I feel like you. I read that somewhere at one point. Like I know that we almost got the A's to come here. I don't know if that the was Colonels... – Well, that was uh, – what was the owner's name? Um, right. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Charlie – Something, yeah, he wanted. Yeah, he was very adamant about moving Kansas City to uh, the Kansas City Athletics here. Because the because the Louisville Colonels were once the Louisville. He also, he also wanted to make a baseball big and yellow like softball too. Because the Louisville Colonels, I believe, were the Louisville Grays at one point, right? Or were those two different franchises? Because the they Grays were the ones be. who got they had like the very first, I think, the very first ever World Series like scandal. Because okay. they threw games before Woo-hoo. the the Black Sox. Did. Yeah, take that, Chicago. Um, so I couldn't tell you. I don't know where they went after they left Louisville. I don't know if they're still like. I always I'm assuming their lineage got cut off at some point. Probably, but I don't know. I feel like I read somewhere where it, they, if you follow the timeline, eventually it comes back to like they, like, like they're like somehow connected with the Red Sox, maybe or something. I want to say, but I could be wrong, way wrong on that. Uh, in 1892, when the American Association dissolved, the Colonels moved to the National League. They played there until 1899. In 1900, uh, Dreyfus acquired the controlling interest of the Pittsburgh Pirates and bought the 14 Colonels players with him, brought the 14 Colonels, uh, marking the end of the Colonels organization, and Louisville's a Major League Baseball host city. So, no, the, the franchise so is just, just, just died. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we blame, what's his last name? John Y. Brown? Barney Dreyfus. Oh. <laughs> Barney Dreyfus ruined 
ruined the Louisville Colonels. But maybe the Louisville Grays were the ones that like lasted. I can't. You, you have to look that up. <laughs> All I know is we won a World Series, half of a World Series, and an American League pennant. So, there you go. Damn you, Barney Dreyfus. Texas says, as far as the <laughs> Charlie Finley, that was his name. Charlie Finley, the, the A's owner. Texas, I appreciate all the people on the text line who let me know that I could remove the heart monitor before I actually saw it. They do. <laughs> like 326, 327. A lot of They're people are timing like, it. Take it off. Take it off. Even I had to remind you. I took it off during the break, took the little sticky patches off. I've got like little bumps under a couple of them. Don't like that. But would you have three of those attached to three? Or was it four? I think it's five. Well, it was five. I, went, I believe it was five. But I've got to, I, I cannot like forget to bring this thing home because I got to take it back to the hospital tomorrow or Monday. I wonder if they yeah, charge five. you if you didn't. Oh, they will. They'll charge you for everything. I'm, yeah, if you ask for an aspirin, it's like sixty bucks. They made a big deal of like your insurance company is covering this, so it's no charge. Like like as if I'm like some like lucky you're like lucky customer like, number five. Like, yeah. I shouldn't have to pay to have this piece of crap heart monitor on for forty eight hours. I just love the fact you that pay you, me. you don't even know if something's wrong until like Monday when they get it. It's like, oh man, I wish you could have brought this in on Friday. Like, I did want to know good news and bad news, sir, Mister Rutherford. Because the only they give you like a little scrap piece of paper, and they're like, if you do any exercising, write down, write down what time it is, what you did, like how you felt afterward, and then you know it's, we sync that up with the data and all this stuff. And I was like, do I just do I write down if I have weird? Because I had like a weird heart palpitation last night. It's been happening for months now, and I, I so I just like wrote the time down. And I was like, what are you doing? I was like lying down watching. Gabby's dollhouse with my sis- with my daughter. Oh, that'll do it. That's a, an intense show. But after that first day, I really wanted to be like, you know, five forty five. Radio show co-host claims Texas <laughs> is the size of the moon. As like they're like your heart was going nuts at five forty five. Like what if I just did that? It's like Trevor claims he wouldn't eat a salad to win a national title. It's like you need to cut Trevor out of your life entirely. He's, re- he's wrecking everything about I, I just, I'm worried that the doctor is going to be like, why is it between 3 and 5 this day, 3 and, you know, 4.30 this, 3 and 6 this day? Like, the entire time, it just spikes completely. It's like, you're showing the signs of doing a triathlon. <laughs> Did you climb a mountain? Your heart is reacting as though you just are pounding it in the chest repeatedly. It's like, no, that's just me doing radio on a daily basis. You've got to quit this job if you want to live. Um, no. <laughs> Texture says, Mike, I know one wants to hear Reds talk three days in a row to open the show, but can you get, oh, this is, he is asking for the inside scoop, uh, messing with Lawson for getting t- tossed out of last night's game. You don't see a bench, to- a bench coach getting tossed off and had to be hilarious to see. Also, guards. <laughs> Just guards. <laughs> no guards yet. No guards talk. And we did give the, without even asking, we did do the uh, the Dylan Lawson recap in the first segment. Why have we not fun. had, why, why have we not had Dylan on the show? We can get him off if we want. I mean, he's not doing anything, I mean, he's, well, we could have had him. We got to get him on a day game when he gets kicked out. We have we him on the show while he's in the clubhouse. We could have taped the, the clubhouse interview last night. Yeah, to play today. <laughs> play it today. That'd have been fun. I mean, it'd been fun for like the the fifteen people who care. Everybody else is like, stop talking about the Yankees hitting coach. What else we talk about? You want to go? You want to break down the movies I watched again? Texas started listening late. Uh, did you talk about your friend getting ejected? Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. It was fun. Uh, Texas says heart monitor, heart monitor. You can remove the heart monitor. Heart monitor. <laughs> Uh, t- this is actually a, a good thing to talk about. And I think Josh Hurd touched on it briefly with his comments to WDRB. But can you guys give your thoughts on the UNC chancellor saying he thinks ESPN will rework the ACC TV contract? So if there's been a theme, we haven't talked as much about conference realignment this week as we have the last couple because there hasn't been as much going on. But one of the like, smaller themes of the week is this now, I think, renewed confidence or at least some optimism that the ACC might survive this thing in its more or less current form. And 
one of the big reasons, and the the, the big debate is over the bill of rights, the the grant of rights, the bill of rights, the the grant of rights, which is supposed <laughs> to lock. Rights is a big thing too. Yeah, well, that's, you know, there's a lot of debate over that too, but the grant of rights is supposed to lock every current member institution of the ACC into the conference through 2036, and that's when you know, the ESPN TV oh, contract damn. is supposed to roll, and the buyout is like a hundred million dollars if you want to leave the conference, and I've said all along. If the SEC or the Big Ten wants somebody from the ACC and that school from the ACC wants to leave, no piece of paper blocking that from happening. They will find a way to make that happen. But there are some people out there who believe that it's more airtight than you might believe. The, the Maybe the more important thing has been the ACC and, the e, and ESPN both seem to at least be willing to come to the table to renegotiate their awful TV contract that's currently in place and is not supposed to be reworked for like a decade and a half. If that happens, like that's the big thing, because when you look at the potential payouts from TV contracts, I mean, you know, the number that the Big Ten has been rumored to to get in its upcoming negotiations is a billion dollars. And when you look at the the potential conference revenue based on, not more than that, to be honest with well, you, it, it may wind up being wrestling got more than that, and they suck. Based on the numbers that people are putting together, when it comes to the the current five major conferences, even with the Pac-12 being the Pac-10 now and looking like it's a a wounded duck that everybody's going to start picking off. The ACC's projected revenue for the next decade is far behind the other four conferences. And that's even with the Pac-12 network about to just go away for good. They have, If they have any hope of surviving, they've got to re-up with ESPN and change it up. Because their big mistake was not splitting their TV contract between ESPN and another major network, which is what all the other conferences did. They, could, they left twice as much money on the table as they could have made. And... I think only now are we seeing how much of a misstep that was because getting the ACC network on TV in a you know expedient time frame, trying to get it up as fast as possible, was something that the fans wanted, but not at the expense of losing revenue that could have kept you quite literally alive for the foreseeable future. So if ESPN is saying, look, we don't want to tank college athletics. I get that we're playing a big part in tanking college athletics, but we don't want to completely eviscerate it. We want the ACC to stick around, especially since, you know, when you think about ESPN in the wintertime after football's over, you kind of think ACC basketball now. You think Duke, North Carolina. Every Duke, North Carolina game of my lifetime has pretty much been on one of the ESPN networks. They, you know, they they have the ACC uh, tournament now. They have the the championship game is their spotlight Saturday night game on the night before Selection Sunday. Like, that's, like, ACC basketball is their primary conference when it comes to uh, after football time it would be in their best interest with that in mind to keep you know carolina and duke and schools like louisville schools like syracuse schools the big basketball schools around because as much as college football drives the ship when it comes to tv ratings we saw i read the list college basketball's most watched games are the highest rated basketball games in america they beat out Pretty much every NBA game, even the regular season games, besides the NBA Finals, they do better TV numbers. It carries the ship for ESPN once football's over. I know it's a limited period of time, but it's a big deal for them. They need the ACC to at least be competitive, or they need a basketball conference that, that they can latch onto and really hype up. Because the whether Carolina's good or Duke's good or they're both bad, which rarely happens, that game, those games are huge TV draws for them. The other games that they have that are the most watched regular season games every year are those games at the beginning of the season, the the Champions Classic games with Michigan State and Duke and Kentucky and um, Kansas. Besides that, it's, it's it's a lot of ACC stuff. I think ESPN wants 
the ACC to kind of stick around in some form. And if they do, give us some of that gigantic pot of money that you got, right? Like that's going to have to happen. But it's at least it's at least encouraging that it's the UNC chancellor who's saying this because UNC, in a lot of people's eyes, could be the the next shoe to drop. They could be the first to go to the SEC if the SEC courts them significantly. And the fact that he's at least looking for ways to keep this, because I think everybody with UNC and Duke and Tobacco Road, like they prefer to stay in the ACC. Like this is their conference. They haven't made. They run this conference. We found that out firsthand these last few years. Pretty much. Why would you want to leave that? Like, unless you absolutely have to for your own survival, right? I mean, money would be the the main reason. Yeah, but I mean, how much money do you need at the end of the day? Like, they they could make more in the SEC probably. Think that's think that's an easy question to answer, but it's. The most they're I mean, still swimming in it. Like they're still doing pretty well for themselves. And I, I think can, it, yeah, you can always I, go from a three foot deep pool money to a six foot pool deep, though. You yeah. could, but I'd like to think that at the end of the day, I mean, all we've heard about since we got to the ACC has been history, tradition, the the conference tournament. That's the only championship that matters, and it's all about UNC and Duke and NC State and Tobacco Road and all this stuff. You would think that that would matter a little bit more to them than just like going from mega rich to super yeah, mega rich. Yeah, but you're talking about the same school that also puffs their chest about academics and 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 being smart and this and that and they're giving out fake grades for two and a half decades. Fair point, but also <laughs> the ACC is a better academic conference than the SEC. And they do like talking yeah. about it. They like keeping up the perception of being this perfect blend of academics and athletics. But they like money more. Well, sure, everybody does. Now, I don't know about but like how much the getting out of the contract thing. Now, the ACC could. I mean, theoretically, I mean, Honestly, I mean, when you look at what what's what Big Ten and, and the SEC could pick from the ACC, there's really nobody they really probably have to have. There's teams they could take, you know, Pittsburgh, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina. Try to lead with Pittsburgh, Clemson. I mean, I'm just I didn't. Mean to, it was just <laughs> not when there was no like in particular order. It was just naming schools. These are schools I could see the Big Ten or SEC going at like maybe we could take, but probably don't really need or want. They don't have to have them. Neither of these, neither Big Ten or SEC expansion would need them. So, I mean, the ACC could stay together theoretically. I've kind of problem is it's going to be so far behind the other two that it's just going to be we might as well be almost a football mid major. Which, which you know, that's we're kind of trending in that direction anyway. I'm true. It's going to be those two conferences and everybody else. Which, if you're a Clemson, I can understand why you would absolutely want to jump ship for the SEC because football is the only thing that anybody cares about. I mean, but Clemson, I could see. I could also see Clemson just staying as well, just because I don't know. I I could see them not worry having to go. We don't have to go to the Big Ten and the ACC or the SEC. We can stay here and kind of be still be the big fish in a little pond. I think they want to go. I, I, they might. I, I think don't they're know the one program that absolutely is like we want out of here. But like if you're Florida the, State but if you're, if you're Florida State, I mean you're Miami. Like you're one of those two Big Ten or SEC. I mean those are obviously have. There's reasons to want them. But I don't think you need them if you're the like like team like Washington, Oregon. I think are going to be needed. They're going to be wooed because those are you know on the West Coast. They're, they're, they're the markets out there. They obviously have they bring a lot to the table. There's nobody when when it comes to this war. A lot of it's TV marketing in the areas you're in to go along with how good your program is. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody in the ACC and AC market that isn't already semi covered by what the Big Ten and SEC already has. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a fair point. I just think when it comes back to Louisville, I'll, I'll say this. I'm sticking in this is everybody's just throwing darts at this point. People keep saying, you know, well, what do you think happens to Louisville in five years? I, I think the most likely landing spot for Louisville is sticking in the ACC. 
whatever form it's in. Whatever it's called at that point, maybe even, yeah. I think the ACC is, like, I can see the ACC, I can foresee a situation where, like, Clemson and Florida State bolt. Maybe Miami, too. I mean, they're... But, like, the... Like, I think I see Pittsburgh, too. I mean, they could be desirable. Nobody cares about Pitt. Like, nobody, nobody wants to bring Pitt in. Like, when you look at these rankings of, like, the most desirability, like, nobody's got Pitt in the top five or six. Like, Pitt is... They're down there. I, I think people would want Clemson for football. They'd want Florida State for a variety of reasons. They want Miami for the brand. I can see, like, Carolina and Virginia and maybe a couple other schools that would get invites saying, like, eh, thanks but no thanks. We're going to stick around in the ACC. We're, we're good with what we've got. And if we add... A couple of the Pac-12 schools, maybe some of the, the Big Ten schools that are out, or Big 12 schools that are still looking the for a better home. The Big 12's trying to stay alive, too, though. They are, but there's also conflicting reports. They're being reports more aggressive that, about it. But there's conflicting reports about that now, too. A lot of people have gone back on Dennis Dodd's thing about them reaching out to six schools and targeting four primarily. A lot of people with Big 12 schools are saying, like, no, we're doing what the ACC's doing. We're standing pat. We'd much prefer, we'd prefer, like, a merger of some sort or some sort of I don't know, loose partnership, if you want to use that term, with the Pac-12 and the uh, Are you the suggesting ACC. a alliance? <laughs> we don't use those words anymore. We fought hard for the last time. You're the Big 12 right now. You just need to get Oklahoma State and Baylor on the phone and suck up as much as you can because you need to keep those two. Yeah. Those are your those are your two prime schools right now in the Big 12. Yeah, the other Texas schools as well. I mean, TCU and Texas Tech, you want to Yeah, but around. Baylor's your biggest of your Texas left. Oh, for sure, at I this mean, point. yeah. Which is weird I mean, to say. I mean, tech, yeah, Texas Tech, TCU. I mean, those they they they're not horrible, but yeah, they're they're it's Baylor is head above everyone else right now. Um, the other Texas schools, at least Oklahoma State, obviously is right there because it, you know, I mean you've got, I mean the the money they bring in, in football they bring. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think it all. I feel more optimistic about Louisville sticking around the ACC and feeling good about it as opposed to just being you know, one of the Island of Misfit toys than I did a week and a half ago. And history tells me that that like that's misplaced faith. That that's naivety more than anything. But I mean, even if the ACC stays alive and you get to 20 big 10, 20 SEC, then even if we do stay in the ACC and we, it stays alive and becomes like that third conference, you're still going to be Charlie in a box. I mean, you're still going to be on the Island of Misfit toys. Yeah. But I think the more this goes on, the more I feel like it's, it's kind of only for football. Because basketball is going to be fine regardless. We, we were fine in Conference USA. But yeah, well, that's true. In, in both men's and women's. We're going to be fine yeah. regardless. Baseball became a national powerhouse in the Big East, which sucked as a baseball conference. They'll be fine. Like Whatever conference they're going to be in moving forward is going to be better than the old Big East. All the other sports, I don't think that not being in the SEC or the Big Ten is going to be like a gigantic hindrance that would keep them from competing nationally. It all is just going to be about football, which is going to suck. Don't which you? is going to bring in a lot more. I mean, which does bring in a lot more money. I mean, yeah, it, that's and that's why it's all about football. But I think as far as like us being like, well, U of athletics are going to suck as long as it's no. not as long as it's not us ending up in whatever the new version of the like 2014 AAC is, where it's like us and just middling schools and nobody else, which I don't think is going to happen. I don't think it's possible right now with what's out there. The other sports besides football are going to absolutely be fine. No, I mean, the worst case scenario, we end up in like the new version of the Big East, which is just a really basketball heavy and, you know, but actually has football. Yeah. And I think then. Because we're, we're probably, worst case scenario, we will end up with Kansas and Duke more than likely. You could you could be in a situation where you end up in a better basketball conference. Oh, I, was saying, I mean, like look at the Big East. I mean, the Big East is a great basketball conference. I mean, but, you know, obviously they don't, they don't play football at all. That's what you'd kind of get is like a, a, a Big East on steroids. With, uh, with with football, if you do get if you do wind up getting left out of the big two for football, 
at that point, like your major push has to be to get the playoff expanded. Because if it goes to oh, twelve yeah. teams, you still like you're not on the outside looking in, and you can sell that to recruits. You can say, you know, we may not be playing Ohio State, Alabama on you know Big Ten SEC Saturday, but there's a path for us. Like we can get in the playoff, and then we can prove that we can play with anybody. It's just like selling the NCAA tournament. You know, you can come to the the Missouri Valley and make a run there. You can go to the Atlantic Ten, and we're not on ESPN every day, but once you get in the big dance everybody's watching and you can really prove what you're like. We could sell that exact same thing to recruits and still, I think play an exciting brand of football, have a good schedule and have a shot at the big goal, which is ultimately playing for the whole thing. Like, would you be at a disadvantage even more so than you are right now? Probably, but we've been in that boat before we've had success in that boat before who's to say we can't do it again. That's, that's where I stand. I, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world. I hope not. <laughs> please, please don't let it be. The end <laughs> I'm just the curious if it ends up being, Three conferences and a bunch of scrubs, or we get like the Big Ten SEC is a two major, and then two like very next level ACC Big Twelve type. Time will tell. That's why I'm curious if we're gonna have like a four, and then of course you'll have your, you know, your 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 strangler, your your you know your scrubs kind of left, not scrubs, but your leftovers kind of spread around other conferences, or if it's gonna be a three like a like a tripod, like a three big, like you get two three twenties. And then, then a bunch of scrubs. I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that's what I'm. That's what I want to know because I'm almost positive you're going to have the two big, the two big boys in Big Ten and SEC. I think you're probably right. I'm pretty sure that's where we're headed. It's just inevitable. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get back to the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. We'll talk a little bit more about Josh Hurd's comments as well. Actually, we didn't talk any about Josh Hurd's comments. So we'll get into the Josh Hurd comments. Coming so we'll up be more in hour number two. <laughs> it's the Mike Rutherford Show on a Friday here on 1450 The Big X. More than words. More than words. Mic on mute just so you can do that. I love it. <laughs> so we're into the second hour of the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Hopefully your weekend is off and running. The, the best ones later on when he goes, she wants to lick me like a lollipop. <laughs> it's a little wordy. But <laughs> That's a great song. The deep voice guy usually didn't have that much work to do. It's usually like one or two words. Oh, here goes. Hey, baby. <laughs> you know, you know they're cool because they use the insult skills instead of an S. They put a Z. Of course, I tell you, you know, you know, dude, that it was by the way. Second, no, I mean oh. I know the song. I don't know. The okay, group. it was all for one. Like my freshman high school girlfriend loved that album. Like it was with the uh, they had the two like romantic songs. I forget because when I think of all for one, I yeah. think of the slow song. Yeah, they did the slow, but that was like their... they did the cover of um, "Hard for Me to Say I'm Sorry." I believe. No, that was as yet. Oh, was it? Yes. Damn. I know that for yeah. What, what did all for one thing? They did the um, uh, the Romeo and Juliet song. 
Not like the, it's like, Romeo and Juliet. No, 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 Who no, no. That? No, they did, I swear it was the cover. I swear, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the moon in the stars. Yeah. yeah. And the girl, she loves it. But that was like, this was like, they're kind of like, we're we're hard. We're, we're hip. We're down. Yeah. We're gangster song. It didn't work. It they did had, not work. They had a song on Space Jam, too. Oh, did that. they? Yeah. I always remember just for that one album. Yeah, I, I swear to... is what I was thinking of. Because that was the John Michael Montgomery song. They also did the uh, the brief period in time where John Michael Montgomery like ran the world. They they did <laughs> own the, the world. Their other popular was uh, the um, what was the as we walk down the aisle together, holding hands. So in no, the, love are we two? I don't know just that one. To, oh, you know, the only other one I know was the I can love you like yes, that. Yeah, that was another popular one they had. Yeah, which also was a country song as well. Yeah, oh, was it? Who would have known? All for one was just like carry over into like the the country R and B world. I want to know which R and B band does she got skills in. <laughs> we can country artist. Yeah, is it going to be like the Florida Georgia line? I, I can see them doing it, maybe. Are Vince, they still a thing? Vince Gill rocking out skills back in 1995. <laughs> I, can, I can see Brooks and Dunn doing it. Dunn walking up. She wants to lick me like a lollipop. Why not? Uh, <laughs> it is the second hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Hopefully your weekend is off and running off to a great start. If it's not, you know what? You got time to do? What? Go to ShadyRays.com. Oh, yeah, boy. Buy some sunglasses. It's going to be hot out there. again. I think we just had a little bit of rain. Uh, was that? Did I hear rain during the break? I thought I did. Trevor's got no idea. You're, you're oblivious. My window's open, but I don't. It looks doesn't look like rain. Okay, well, it's going to be sunny. Is what I'm trying to say. These next few days, it's going to be sunny. It's going to be very hot. You got to shield those baby blues, those baby oh, yeah. greens, those baby browns from the sun. When you need sunglasses, there's only one place to go. It's shadyrays.com. Look at their wide array of sunglasses. Pick out the best color, the best brand, the best style. And when you get to that checkout, use the promo code Big X when you check out. It's going to save you 15% off all purchases from Shady Rays. And a portion of all purchases from Shady Rays go to feeding the hungry in America. Uh, we love Shady Rays for that. We love Shady Rays for a variety of purposes. Support them over at shadyrays.com. Uh, I, I just I need saw, to start remembering bringing mine in here because when we leave here in, in the afternoon, it's, it's blinding. I mean, I don't know if it's just being with the, the lights in here for a couple hours and it's the sunlight just hits here. me. Yeah, we both walk out and we feel like the Varsity Blues. Oh, scene yes. where They walk out after going to the strip club What's all night. That smell us. Uh, that's <laughs> how I feel every day. Like oh, like just like the light just destroys I'm, me. I'm with you. The heat just takes me over. So there's been a lot of talk this week, much to your chagrin, Trevor, of a potential trade between the Jazz and the Knicks for Donovan Mitchell. I've got some good news for you. Okay, okay good. Because the the Suns matched my DeAndre Ayton offer, I believe. They did. Last I heard, he was still going to go to the Pacers. Like, are they going to, like, work out a tra- sign-and-trade deal with it? They're going to match it? So I don't he, know. That way he can, like, they'll still get him, but Let's we have to focus get him. Focus on the task at hand. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Which is Donovan Mitchell. I've never derailed you either. I don't know what I, I was know. thinking. The Jazz, <laughs> according to the New York Post, the beacon of journalism integrity that is the New York Post. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> when it comes to sports, though, they're right on it. Isn't that what Peter Bessie wrote? Sure. Joel Sherman. <laughs> Killing it. The Knicks and Jazz trade talks have hit a snag. Because the Jazz want, quote, everything but the Statue of Liberty well, for Donovan Mitchell. I don't even know if the Knicks, their entire roster is worth Donovan Mitchell. Or if the Statue of Liberty is. You can throw that in, yeah. I mean, who's the best Knicks player? Julius Randle, who's, I mean, a quarter. He's like, that's like comparing the Texas to the moon in terms of talent with Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think who else they have on the, I mean, I can't remember who else they have on the roster. They've there. still got R.J. Barrett. 
Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you. I, I honestly, I can't he's even not think horrible, of horrible, but he's not. I mean, you're talking. Here's the thing: we're talking I think about Derek Rose, the only other Nick that I could have named from last season. He played like four games. Here's the thing: you're talking about Don Mitchell, who is at a superstar level, for sure. And those are few. I mean, despite what many people think, some players are at that level. They aren't, and they are fewer than they are. And he's one of them. And the Knicks don't have anyone near that level on their roster. They have some decent players. Some nice little role players that could, you know, be a fifth or sixth option on a playoff team, but not anything. Yeah, not, nothing. Is anything that the, the Utah should just give, say, give us like ten draft picks, give us, give us like a dozen That's first round want. picks. Yeah, and the other thing is they don't want R.J. Barrett because he's up for a contract extension, a max extension that would pay him one hundred eighty-five million dollars after this year. Yeah, you don't want. So that. they want not worth that. They want inexpensive young players, or they want extra first round draft picks. Yeah, and apparently. The Knicks aren't willing to make that happen. According to the Athletics' Tony Jones, uh, he says the two teams have had substantial talks. They've had ongoing talks. There was a feeling that things were a little bit close as late as Tuesday night. But the Knicks, according to my sources, have kind of backed away. I have some sources that are telling me that Danny Ainge is anything but the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, is the, it Danny Ainge? Yes. Danny Ainge is the general manager in Utah? Yes. When did that happen? I think a couple years. I mean, I knew he stepped down in Boston, but I didn't know he took over in Utah. He has. Kind of overrated as a general manager. Well, he's he's going to have a lot of people upset or a lot of people happy with based on the way that they're blowing up this franchise right now. We'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, he, the, the guy goes on to say, I had a really good source tell me that the Jazz have asked for at least six of New York's eight tradable first-round picks <laughs> and all of New York's high-impact young guys. So that will be Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi yeah. Toppin, and Miles McBride. The Jazz do not want to take R.J. Barrett in this deal because they don't want to pay him. They want to go young, so they're looking for picks and rookie-scale young players, which makes sense given the position that they're in right now. But this could be great news for the Miami Heat. It could be good news for anybody else that's intrigued by the, the prospects of landing Donovan Mitchell. No, I, assume, I assume Mitchell is, is, is teamed with the Knicks because of his New York ties. In that case, and the New York doesn't want to give up you know, the draft picks, there is a team in New York that is willing to give you every draft pick they have for anything in Brooklyn. And they I, I'd be okay with them being now the problem is is I think I don't think they have a draft pick till like two thousand thirty six. I think they gave most of them for like in the Harden deal. I think you're right. I mean they, they give away draft picks like, you know, rich people give away candy on Halloween. I mean, it's not even funny anymore. And Donovan is, according to the story from the New York Post, scheduled to throw out the first pitch Saturday before the Brooklyn Cyclones game in Coney Island. Oh, I mean, mm. if you're the Nets and you're going through this cluster bleep that you've been through, like you, ever since they went to Brooklyn, they've tried so hard to make a winner. They, they, they give up everything to get in the, uh, the aging trio from Boston. Didn't work. I got in the playoffs, whoop-de-doo in the East. That's like a really big honor. You know, and then they they do this whole KD thing that's clearly blown up in their face. It's like we're talking about the Knicks, who are just like like they act like they won a championship by making the playoffs. Oh yeah, I mean, making the playoffs in the East is not exactly like the bragging point. It's like it's like it's like yeah, she slept with me. She was a hooker. Well, that's not the point. She still she still accepted me as a client. That's that's like that's that's not like bragging about making the playoffs in the East is. Every now and then you say things <laughs> where I'm like. Wondering what the other people who work in this office think about it because we live, we work in an office where look it's it's a religious place for the most part, and I know that they don't like us. And every now and then I'm like, I think they like me. You say things very loudly, and I'm like, I can't imagine what Susan out there is thinking right now because I guarantee she just heard that. And one of those was it's like saying I had sex, but yeah, it was with a hooker, very loudly. There you go. Well, I mean, happy Friday, everybody. Yeah, good Friday. 
Also, me yesterday saying mom banging really sent the text line into a tailspin. <laughs> yeah, now, that, the, the, the person in the studio next to you hears you saying that. He does stuff. hear me say, you get everybody who's like out yeah, of the main room. Way, yeah. I've got the double closed door here. Thankfully, no one's ever here normally. Usually. But I think there are some people here today, though, because someone did try to go and push the door closed and it would have slung back open. Yeah. A little inside baseball, the door into the studio does not have, like, doesn't close. It does not. Odd enough. You, th- you think the, the door to a studio would shut? It doesn't. But it doesn't. But mine closes. So I can <laughs> yes. keep you out here, but you can't keep no, can't the general keep. public from out there. And I can hear them out there talking. You can't. Uh, Shauna on Twitter, by the way, says, I completely forgot about this song, but thanks to Trevor Kelsey and Card Chronicle, my Friday has received the vibe infusion it really needed. All for one music. She's got skills. She's got skills. People like it. So that's been your uh, that's your Donovan Mitchell update of the day. I mean, if I'm Brooklyn, why not? This seems more makes sense, right, than the Knicks. Well, because now that, you know, the KD stuff. Because does Brooklyn, I don't think they have any, do they have any young players worth even moving? I mean, but they could always use the KD. I mean, KD's not going to go to Utah. Right, but they 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 could do what they're doing there first. They could do a three-team deal where that involves Don Mitchell coming to them and KD going to like Phoenix or someone who could give maybe a young player. I mean. And apparently in like classic People are like all the people who make these types of deals. They're all going on vacation right now. So these trade, these mega trade deals are just going to like stall out because uh, everybody just wants to focus on like you know how is this the way that the NBA works? Like you, there should be no vacations. You're making millions, hundreds and mil- hundreds of millions of dollars on the line here. You you should work 365 days a year. Maybe you get Christmas off. That's it. By the way, I hope they do have draft picks because I'm looking at Brooklyn's roster from last year and good lord, who's the leading scorer? It's I mean there's no one under the age of 32. Uh, Irving technically let him. Oh well, yeah, they played half a season. Yeah, no, actually, Durant, not even half a season. Durant let him in scoring. Then you had Irving at twenty nine, Harden thirty two, Seth Curry's thirty one. They had Marcus Aldridge on there at thirty six, Andre Andre Drummond the baby at twenty eight, uh, Patty Mills thirty three, thirty. Bruce, I mean, it's an old roster. It is ancient. I mean, Blake Griffin's on there somewhere. I don't remember him on the team. He's at 32. The only thing about Blake Griffin's in my head now is listening to the movie Drive when he's listening to the Clippers play-by-play at the beginning. They have David Duke on the team. He's the youngest guy. From Providence. I get it. Not that one. Poor dude. That guy, I always felt bad for I him. I liked his, because I made a joke one time. He's a junior on top of it. I made a joke one time about, you know, the obvious thing. Like, you know, well, I, yeah, that's a little different. Everybody from Providence, like Providence fans are pretty... They get very defensive. Really? And they had this whole big thing about, like, he – they sent me all these stories where he has said, like, I'm not going to change my name because I want to make, like, myself as David Duke more famous than that David Duke. And I was just like, buddy, you know, we all want great things for ourselves. He sounds like Michael Bolton in Office Space. Exactly. Like, why should I change my name? He's the one who sucked. Yeah. But, like, you're not – Unless you become Michael Jordan, even like like the Michael B. Jordan became one of the most famous actors on the planet, very highly sought after, very rich, very wealthy, very attractive in all these magazines. He at some point in his life had to say, "Okay, I'm not taking the crown here. I'm gonna have to add that B in if I want to keep the Michael and not go to like Mike." Yeah. Um, like, Plus, and, I always just think of him as Wallace from. <laughs> yeah, and David Duke was a fine, fine basketball player in the Big East. Like a, a lo- I'm happy that he's having a cup of coffee in the NBA. You're never going to get more famous than the person that everybody's going to think when you hear your name. Oh, no. It's time to just become, I don't know, Davey. Dave. Dave. <laughs> just change the last name. No one's going to know. I don't see a middle name listed on his NBA reference page. I'm just curious. Maybe. He's got a good backstory. I think has a pronunciation of it. Like, you really need a pronunciation chart for David Duke. Well, we're getting dumber as a nation. It's the long COVID. It's the long COVID. It's getting everybody. It's got me. 
The one thing I hate about sports references is they allow everyone to put like a thousand nicknames on their page. The one thing I hate about sports references is how it's always wrong. Oh, you always wrong. Nah, you're wrong. Texas says even Donovan is telling the Jazz I ain't worth that much. Ainge. Donovan just wants to get out at this point. Yeah, I guess. Like Donovan and I understand too. Come to the Pacers, Donovan. If you want that that bad, come on, baby. Like we found out firsthand at Louisville, like how badly Donovan Mitchell I think wanted to win. And don't get me wrong, like if it comes down to money over whatever, most people are going to take money. I think Donovan's no exception there. Yeah. There's a limit. At having said that, this is the prime of his career now. He's entering the prime. So th- th- these are his years to become as good as he can possibly be and to make as much noise as a professional basketball player as he can possibly make. I know he wants to play. He wants more of a spotlight. And New York gives you that spotlight, but he also wants an opportunity to win. And like, Utah's not going to be that place for him, for either of those things, at least for a long time. Like You're, not, you're never going to have the big-time spotlight in, in Salt Lake City. I know in this day and age you can watch Utah games. That's great. It's, it's Salt Lake City in a major American sport. It's never going to be a, a top-20 market in that sport. You also, I think, they're making it very clear they're not going to compete for at least a couple more seasons. They're just, they're not. You're wasting Donovan if you keep him around there. I think Donovan would feel like he's wasting himself, so it's understandable that he would be like, hey, I'll take a little bit less money. You guys need to require well, a few less contract, things. Though. Yeah, get me out of here. Like, like just do what you got to do. Uh, you know, if I'm him, I want out. That's all I'm saying. Texas says, uh, quit downplaying the size of Donovan Mitchell, Trevor. But I don't, I'm know, not I don't know what that was in reference. That. Yeah, to. I'm not downplaying. I think I don't know the fact. I, I mean, you think me calling him a super, uh, a superstar level is downplaying? Texas says, "Oh my God, I forgot about the song." Thank you, TK. All caps. <laughs> yeah. Skills, in case you. Uh, I never thought I'd get so much credit for People playing all for one skills. People enjoy the skills. Oh, it's it's just it's a wild card, Trevor Friday. By the way, I'm but just, it, it's, which is fine. It, yeah. this is a wild card show. The. The, the team that you were thinking of, you remember you were saying that you thought the Louisville Colonels wound up becoming like a the later iteration of the, the Red Something, Sox? Something, yeah. Just someone currently in, in Major League Baseball, basically. Yeah. Texter on the Florida Sex Line, 502-414-1450, says, TK is thinking about the 1869 Cincinnati Red Stockings. Manager Harry Wright went to Boston and took some of the Red Stockings players with him to become the Boston Red Stockings. That team that much later became the Boston Braves, then the Milwaukee Braves, and now the Atlanta Braves. Okay. So there's that. All right. Thank you, Texter. There you go. Texas, how about Donald Duke? <laughs> just, a, just avoid I mean, the he's got to have a middle name, right? I mean. the uh, I know you don't listen to podcasts, but the, the the slow burn episode on David Duke, or series on David Duke, was very good. Just okay. throwing that out there for anybody who's looking for a podcast. All the slow burns are good. The one on um, the, the Clinton family and the Lewinsky scandal was very good. Um, they had one on uh, the Tupac and Biggie feud, which is very good. Nice backstory there. Um, Tupac's still alive, by the way. Um, well, he's not. P. Diddy had them both killed. He didn't. He did. Shook shot me. Uh, he blamed it on Shook. He did not. He, he just, yeah, he used Shook and, 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 and manipulated the whole thing. We got a plumbing road text. We got to read it. Uh, of course we're going to read it. It's Kersey. We got to read your text. I have no idea what they're talking about, which is the best it's type of Kersey text. Ones. Are you fellows the type to put your toilet paper in a ball or folding it? This is important. Which well, you, you mean pre-wipe? I think for wipe. Oh, I'm a fold. I'm a folder. Yeah. I'm who, meticulous. Who balls it? Animals. Only, this just seems... 
Didn't somebody ask us last season about who was the most likely player on the team to, to ball up their toilet paper like an animal? No, we did have a discussion on KRC one day about front wiping. I think some. I think somebody asked that question on the Thornton sex line during basketball season. Or maybe it might have been a, a podcast episode where it was like, who's the most likely? I think it was a podcast like two years ago. They're like, who's the most likely to toilet, like, ball up toilet paper like an absolute Who would animal? ball? That just seems like weird. There are ballers out there. The wrong kind of ballers. That's <laughs> That just seems like sociopaths and like serial killer thing killers do it yeah like like not everyone can be as refined as us like, like I, I casually can, fold I, our toilet paper. like the last person i think like the, the like most famous person to like ball up the toys like ted bundy or something like i, I just seems like just something like just psychopaths do fred durst was a ball guy <laughs> fred durst was a dry guy Props to anybody who got him can understand what i'm talking about every i have no idea but it's just about a, four or five times i met every fred show, durst did you, hold on. About four or five times every show, I'll just say something that I'm like, I know only three or four people get this, but this is for them. That's a special little gift. A, what, what's the reference from, by the way? Uh, the the Fred Durst is a dry guy was from Workaholics. Oh, uh, I never watched it. They had yeah, like a throwaway joke yeah. that was pretty funny. They talked about how, I won't get into it. It's, even for a Friday loose show, it's not appropriate radio material. <laughs> yeah, I, never, I forgot that you did meet Fred Durst. Yeah, he came into the Mall of Matthews looking to buy uh, hats. Of course he did. Even Cardboard Heroes. I, we didn't have the hat he wants, so we summed down the lids. What a perfect stereotype. Like, the only thing people know Fred Durst for is wearing the stupid fitted backwards hats, and he comes into Cardboard Heroes looking for hats. He wanted, yeah, in, including, in, uh, he wanted. Red Yankees hat. He want, that was one of the ones he requested, as well as, he wanted, other, he only wanted hats of, like, different, you know, teams, which I hated. We When I first started Cardboard Heroes, we had a few of those still, we still had some of those. And my manager used to get mad at me because I would refuse to even touch the blue Louisville hat. I wouldn't even pick it up. Like if somebody asked to see it, I'd be like, "Go get another employee." I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even. You can fire me. I've, I've had like 40 jobs right at this point. You think I really care about losing another job? Like I'm 20 years old. I don't have any. I have no conscience or care about the future. Would you, along the same lines? What's your stance on house divided stuff? Uh it doesn't. That one we and we of course we sold those, I those know. banners constantly. Um. I mean, it bothers me more that you, someone could actually marry a Kentucky fan. Like, I couldn't even date a UK fan, I don't think. I could never do House Divided stuff. I don't think I could. So I the, apologize to everybody listening who has this or who has done it in the past. I think it's the worst thing in, in the world. Now, if for some weird, odd reason I would fall head over heels over a woman and she happens to be a UK fan, which I don't know if it could be possible, uh, I probably wouldn't do the House Divided thing either. It's, I, it's I just, disgusting. Yeah. I don't know if I go with disgusting, but it probably it's not it's, my it cup of tea. It repulses me. <laughs> it's awful. I would prefer if you had like a U of L and a UK separate. The house divided thing is it's it's like a shared Facebook account. What are you doing? <laughs> My aunt and uncle do a shared Facebook account. What, 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 why? What are you doing? Like you know, one of them is just going to use it. Just create your own. Have your own personality. Is it, can we not just get two banners? I mean, just get yeah, just you, get two flags. But but one flag on one side of the front door, one on the other. I, I can't. Every time I walk by a house, I I judge those houses. Oh, don't so forget hard. the license plates too. Have you said like the mirror plates, the house divided mirror? We used to sell those all the time. Because you're still like repping the other team on your, and you're doing it in an even douchier way than it would be if you just had like two separate things. Like I, it, it drives me crazy. We sold the Ohio State, Michigan ones. I remember the Alabama, Auburn ones. Grow up. Yeah. Do the do the right thing and flip your significant other to the good side. <laughs> The very, one of the very first nights Mary and I ever hung out, she was wearing a UK shirt for a UK UFL football game. She didn't care, like back in the day. She wasn't really, yeah. But she wore like, like she was like, I wore a UFL the year before for the game. I don't even know why I wore that. But very quickly, I was like, no, we're not. This is not the way this is going to Now she's all UFL. And she she's now red. UK. She's a Lions fan. She gets more upset about UK losses than I think I do. At least she did for a period. 
You mean U of L losses? U of L losses to UK. Yeah. Oh, when, to we, UK. when we lose to UK. You said UK losses for a second. I meant like, yeah, I meant yeah, losses Yeah, I, know, to I thought UK. that's what you meant, yeah. When the, the Kyle Boland game, when... I love the Kyle Boland game. Because... Especially because TJ hates Kyle Boland so much. Oh, God. It, was, it irritates him so much when you talk about Kyle I know Bowen. we were, like, heavy favorites. That UK team wasn't good. But yeah. still, like, one of those, like, just kind of down low, great, great wins over UK. Yeah. That made me feel good forever. So when Reggie Bonifant got hurt in that game, I think we were down 13 to nothing. But it was, like, 13 to nothing or, like, 20 to 7. I, it was, I thought it was, like, 20-something. But, yeah. It was multiple points. Yeah. The only time, the last time that I'd seen Kyle Boland was the spring game. And I did, he, like, could not complete a seven-yard out. It was awful. He had like three surgeries in high school on his arm. Yeah, like, yeah. He was he, he was not looking great. So I, like Mary's standing next to me. We're all, we're both you know we've been drinking all day. It's very cold, like whatever. And like I just I'm like we're gonna lose. I tell her straight up like we're going to lose. <laughs> and she like cannot handle it at this point. Like she's she's beside. So she gets probably the most drunk that I've ever seen. Like so much that she like fell down at one point. Like she had to <laughs> she had to like apologize to the lady who sat next to us in our section the, the first game the next year for like how drunk she was at the end of the game. But we won. That's a good drunk, by the way. I like that. She did the thing too, like the classic, like the we're driving home from the game and she like wants to keep the party going. She's like, we're gonna go to a, like we're gonna go to this Mexican restaurant. We're gonna get tequila. We're gonna keep partying all night. <laughs> and I look over like quite literally thirty seconds later and she's just face against the window, just completely knocked out. Out for the night, slept in her coat. I think the entire night on the couch. But this is that was what the threat of losing to Kentucky did to her. That's how far we came in that relationship. That's what we did. Um, it was thirteen nothing, by the way. Thirteen nothing. I thought so. Yeah, you're right. You were correct. It was bad. Yeah. That was a bad, bad moment. Texter says, uh, "For the love of God, Trevor, if a woman will have you, divide that bleeping house." <laughs> hey, I didn't say I wouldn't sleep with her. I said I wouldn't date her. Okay. <laughs> Texas is also talking about the same texture says talking about the mom Zach uh, Wilson thing. It'd be like baby John sleeping with one of Mary's friends one day. Oh, let's just come on. You don't you need to, to put it in personal. You really terms. didn't have to do that. Yeah. You don't need to put it in personal terms. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Texas says Fred Durst uh, should have been the face my of boys. Missed opportunities. <laughs> yeah. He kind of was. I, some of my favorite celebrities I met were while working at the mall. I also met uh, Tyrese. I thought he was a drug dealer. Silence says it all. I like Tyrese. I didn't know who he was. I had no idea who he was. I was, I was this one. I was working at Lids, and he came in, and he sweet lady was a banger. He uh, he came in the Lids with a bunch of his buddies, and he was like, I mean, dropping like a grand plus on hats and the Lids. That's a lot of hats, by the way. And I'm thinking, it's just mirrors that a lot of gum. I mean, it's a lot of gum. <laughs> good, good ice pool, by the Thank way. Thank you. And uh, Lloyd Braun. I had no idea who it was. It's probably I'm probably called racist for thinking he was a drug dealer because of it. Okay. Um, but I'm like, uh, but my manager was like, "That's Tyrese." I'm like, I don't know. I'm already I'm 21 and not hip. He's like, he's on TRL, and I'm like, Dave Holmes. You should have known who Tyrese was. It, it wasn't until he pointed out he goes, he goes, he's the guy in the Coke commercial with the headphones. I'm like, oh yeah, on the bus. Jesus Christ. And then, and then I was, he's a good dude. He signed a hat for my my manager. You paid with a gold card, which kind of clued me off also on the non-drug dealer thing. <laughs> Texas Dan Dockage is a baller. Well, he's he's the exact opposite. Oh, Dan Dockage is a front wiper. Dockage, he balls up. He balls any fronts. Yeah. He's... He, there's no there's no good way to talk about this. There's just, there's just not. Dockage absolutely balls. Yeah. I, I know that's for sure. He balls and he gets it on his ball. <laughs> Texter says, um, oh, they played, I don't know if this is, T- 
TJ, I don't know if you thought that we knew you played golf today. I don't know. He just like texted into the show as if we knew that he was playing golf. Or like played golf today? They, I think they played a – apparently they all played at Seneca. Did they do a remote today? No. Oh. He says, with a broken wrist, intern Jacob shot a 79. They, TJ, TJ shot an 84. Is it not good? 79 good. Okay. 79 good anywhere. I mean – you know, Seneca's a public course, but still, like, it, it's, I've never, I've never broken eighty on. Isn't any broke? Isn't uh, intern Jacob? And he like he's big. He likes to work at a golf club. Though, he was like eighth region golfer of the year. That's what he said when he was in. Oh, he was one of his two days when he worked with us. <laughs> he brought that up the very first day. <laughs> I would do probably. Uh, but he's got a broken wrist and he shot a seventy nine. TJ shot an eighty four. Scoot shot a ninety six. Remember Scoot said? What did Scoot say that was ridiculous that he would like par out on the the par threes at Augusta or something? Did he really? If you're shooting ninety six at Seneca, you're not going. I'm also curious how long is intern intern Jacobs? I feel like his his wrist has been broken for a long time now. Well, they don't just magically heal, Trev. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like it's. I think he might be faking it at this point. Bones, bones take a while sometimes. For his old school wrestling reference, he's he's like Cowboy Bob Orton with her against Cast for five years. No, I know what you're talking about. I know that's for the old school wrestling fans. Up Jacob there. is a freak. That's what he says. That's what TJ says. <laughs> he's a freak. Seventy nine with a broken wrist is pretty good. What did, what did Roush shoot? Uh, I don't think Roush was there. Oh, well, so it wasn't a full KRC. He's yep. probably covering, I don't know, getting ready for Louisville Media Days. <laughs> he's watching. He's just watching Louisville Day. Doing KSR stuff. Well, he, 84 is a good score. He's got a second kid CJ coming, too, though. The wife's probably got him on, on shutdown. How close is he? I can I ask? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't think, I think he's got a little bit. Texas, the Kyle Bowen game would have been way cooler if Gerard Holloman housed that interception in the last minute. Yeah, it would have been. Props to Bobby for running a play on the two-yard line after that. I wish Brandon Radcliffe could have punched it in. I really wanted that last touchdown, but it didn't happen. No. Yeah. Gerard, that was the game also. Like, that pick of um, uh, Patty Ice. Remember Patrick Tolles who threw, I think, 17 combined interceptions against us? And then, against B- <laughs> then he transfers to BC and goes, like, he throws for, like, 34 yards and five interceptions the next year oh, against us. Oh, Patrick Tolles. Uh, one of the many failed big recruit quarterbacks Kentucky Well, and also very, very vocal about, like, his hate for Louisville every year. He's like, can't wait to get a shot, another shot at these guys. And it's a picture of him, like, staring down Gerard Holloman, now, even he, though Holloman had just picked him off for the 75th time. Correct me if I'm wrong. Patrick, now, Patrick Tolles, I know, was the one that dressed like uh, Harry Potter for the Cats. That's boss. correct. On the, the cover of the magazine. But he wasn't the air air hawk. Who was the air air pellet gun guy at EKU? They got beat up. That was Drew Barker. Drew Barker, yes. Also the guy who started the fight in 2014 before the game. Yeah. With the uh, when he was in strike street clothes. I forgot. I can't believe I drew blank on Drew Barker. Yeah, but if we had scored, that would have been very very cool. Also, Holloman rocked the I like the one Red Sox, one Black Sox that game. You knew that he had to have done it like without Petrino's approval, and he was kind of just like, "It's my last game here. What are you going to do? Bench me?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I always thought, I, me. I, I, for some reason, felt Hallman would have been better than him. I always thought he was I thought he'd at least get a shot. The problem was he didn't tackle it. Yeah, he, he was kind of like Terrell Buckley of the, the, the safety position, which is, if you're going to be a boomer bust kind of intercept gopher guy, you maybe want to be a corner, not a safety. I still thought it was weird, and this is, you know, in hindsight, it's silly because he didn't have any sort of pro career, and he clearly was like a, a one-dimensional guy, like a one-hit wonder. He bounced but, around the NFL a little bit. He played with Steelers like a year or two, I think. No, he didn't. He didn't make the roster. I thought he did. No, he got cut like he got cut like he didn't even get on the practice squad. Because he got drafted technically. He got in the drafted. Sixth round. And yeah. like he he was like an early cut too. He was like not. Oh, close to I thought he the made roster. the team. I apologize. He started playing like arena football right after that. Like he never got a shot. Okay. Um but like watching what he did that year, I mean he tied the single season interception record, a record that had been set like before the moon landing. It was it had been around for like it was like 1965 or something. And he got zero buzz for the Heisman Trophy. And it just like reinforced, if you're a defensive player who just plays defense, like you've got no shot to win this award. You have to be like a multidimensional Charles Woodson type. Uh, because, like again, you're a cornerback or a safety. 
doing what safeties are supposed to do, like breaking the interception record. Like nobody's had this many in a half century, and like you're not even getting chirped for I, that award. How's Louisville doesn't get enough credit? You, you, you think about this, like Louisville football, which obviously you know doesn't isn't talked about among the big programs. No, but you mentioned Holloman with the interception record. Dumerville left with the sack record in the season. Yes. Uh, at one point, Arnold Jackson had the most receptions of a, a wide receiver in football, college football history. Redmond was up left. there in passing total. Redmond was second only to Ty yeah. Detmer. I mean, the record books, I mean, granted, some have been passed in, in yeah, time. Yeah, we, we looked up the Aaron uh, Bailey. Yeah, I mean, well, Aaron, uh, Arnold Jackson. Arnold Jackson. He, he's was, like now 24th or something. He was down there like 21, yeah. Yeah, but at the time, 300 was a lot of receptions. I think Redmond's like 13 now. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been passed by like six different Hawaii quarterbacks. That, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive for a school with the football lineage that Louisville has to for be sure. to have that many fingerprints on that many records. It is wild that you does does Dumbledore still does, does someone pass him? He got passed. Was it the guy? Was it Suggs at Arizona State? That, no, no, he broke Suggs' record. I think Dumerville is still tied for the record for the most uh, sacks in a single game against that UK guy. Yeah, yeah, he seven, had six, yeah. in the UK, six in the six, UK okay. game. Against the guy who said he wasn't that good, which was still the, the greatest rivalry quote of all that, all, Inclu- all time. including the game with the stripping Woodson at the in, in the end to win the, the pretty much yeah, game, yeah, the the, the, the face. Uh, well, no, that his strip was before that. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah, he wasn't the one who caused the the like wasn't just like kind of lost the ball going for the end zone. He was stretching out and just kind of lost it. I was thinking, yeah, but well, God, that was a scary, scary moment. But yeah, <laughs> when you look at like Louisville, because you're right, all time like historical. If you're ranking, if you're putting. Football programs into tiers. Louisville's not top tier. It's not no. second tier. It's it's you know middle of the road. Barely third tier, maybe. Yeah, it's got it's this weird flash in the pan. But the record books and then the fact that like Johnny Unitas, a guy that some people will claim is the greatest quarterback of all time or like mm-hmm. a top five quarterback of all time, played at the school. Yep. Lamar Jackson is a Heisman Trophy award winner. Um, you may, like Gerard Holloman, that record being tied. There was one other. What was I, I think? Uh, Deion Branch was a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Not that many of those out there. Like Louisville has produced some pretty. Like ridiculous individual achievements. Yeah. The next thing we got to do now is you know get the, the the big team achievements going on. Let's make a playoff. Uh, yeah, you can crawl before you walk. Well, we, we had the Sugar Bowl, we had the Orange Bowl, we had the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> three major bowl victories over some, uh, well, two prestigious programs in Wake Forest. I mean, we have, we've got three technically you know yeah BCS bowl wins. I know Fiesta Bowl wasn't a but we we still like to claim it. Sure, it is. I mean, then again, I guess that allows Kentucky to claim the Sugar Bowl at some point. But then uh, yeah. the best part is they haven't been th- they have never thought about doing that. Uh, TJ clarified the the thing that Scoots claimed back in the day was he said he'd shoot even par on any par three course in town. He moved it to plus three, but he sucks. He wouldn't be close to plus three. Yeah, Jacob is really good. Uh, I feel bad for the Rutherford show in the Big X scramble. <laughs> Especially since I'm on your team. You don't play. I haven't play, I haven't touched the club this year besides hitting wiffle balls in my backyard one time. Yeah, this I is, mean, I haven't swung a club since I last did it with KRC when on whatever remote we were on, and TJ can probably tell you which one that was. We need Jenna to step up. Ooh, we do. Jenna's going to have to carry the team. I mean, the, the good thing is is that regardless, we're going to come away winners because I'm getting 500 bucks from Scoots anyway after Lil has more wins than EMU. I love that that's a bet. <laughs> I love that we're going to have to actively track Eastern Michigan basketball next season throughout the entire year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. We need to really hope that, for your sake, Imani like, just calls it a career after five games, which I think is very possible. I think so, too. Because are you locked into this bet? Is it official? Because what if Bates never even makes it to campus? Which is No, he said he doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't care. He says he still he still thinks EMU still have more wins. I got him riled up. It was fun. I was over like, dance, puppet, dance. Texture says, my wife was a UK fan when I met her. I legit started throwing her UK clothes and UK ornaments, et cetera, away over the next few years. <laughs> nice. That was 12 years ago. She's all cards now. Good way to convert. 
Uh, we now have Scooter Dingus and TJ Walker fighting each other on our text line during the show. <laughs> Y'all can text each other, you know. Scooter Dingus says, I suck, Tej. That's harsh. I suck today. TJ, please respond at 502-414-1450. As if you don't have each other's numbers. That's fine. Uh, we'll go to break. We have <laughs> semi-breaking news. We'll talk about that after the break. Do I need to get a breaking news alert or something? No. Okay, good, because I forget what it was. That's fine. Don't worry about it. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. Keep it rocking. I will tell you about this breaking news coming up here after the break on 1450 The Big X. thing that they do but also like wisconsin is not a cool program i guess you know they do this at the start of the i never realized the, fourth, I, like, I the whole stadium never noticed it yeah like, the whole stadium jump it's a simple thing but when they're all doing it together it actually is pretty cool like i'd like to be a part of it one time but it's a bunch kind of like the a&m sway i guess it's yeah but it's also like a bunch of like very drunk white farmers just like jumping around I mean, it is a rap song with like made by three Irish white dudes. True. Fair, I mean, so. fair kind of point. It might be more appropriate than I mean, giving it credit for. It's got a. It's well, what's the instrument? It's got the. Uh, what's the thing you blow uh, the the instrument you the, you blow on the Irish instrument the uh, bagpipe? It's got a bagpipe in it. Scottish. Scottish. Same difference. No, it's not. Very big difference. Next door neighbors. It's like can. It's like mixed up Canada and USA. <laughs> to know you said that <laughs> speaking of uh over there overseas you found out on air you had no idea the british open was going on aka the open championship you were like what's going on it's like a tennis like i saw the opens coming on usa at four o'clock I'm like, I, was, was, I was like the open what, what it was was i was watching a rerun of svu last night it was a good one it was an iced tea episode i always love the iced tea episodes them and the john munch episodes are always fun and uh I was just looking at the guy. I was like, what's this, what comes up next? And it was like, oh, it's over because they're running some, like, this is new and this is like 22 open. I'm like, oh, like, I guess it's tennis or something. I don't know. It, was, I just went it to, is golf. I just went, actually, I started watching Birdcage and I fell asleep. Are you familiar with St. Andrew's Golf Course? Uh, I know, I know, I know the British Open because that's the Greg Norman 1993 uh, or whatever it was he won, right? 94, 95? Twice. Because that's like I told you about the. You the, watched the special. The well, that and I just I always just remember kind of that newspaper art where it's the same day he won the open the same day Fred McGriff got traded to the Braves. I gotcha. Well, the open is being played at St. Andrews, the, the home of golf, the foundation of golf this year. I want to go down the leaderboard. Well, I won't have to go down that far. I, I'm pretty confident you haven't heard of the top two names on the leaderboard. They're oh, both, you can, I, I bet you I can. I, I might know some. Well, you'll know you'll know three. You, you, I think you should know two of the top five. Okay. Leading the tournament right now, we have two Camerons at the top of the leaderboard. Now, are you telling me the real name or are you just going to screw me? I'm telling you the real okay. name. Cameron Smith is uh, 1,300 par. The Aussie 
He leads Cameron Young, uh, rookie on tour, is 11 under in second place. You'll know three. Two Camerons? Two Camerons. Cameron's top of the, Cameron on top of Cameron. Cam and Cam. Back to back. Cam on Cam violence. Cam on Cam violence. Uh, one's an American, one's an Aussie. Uh, third place right now, uh, there's a, a tie. You know Rory McIlroy. I know Roy. I would assume. I don't know who the Camerons are, though. That's fine. Rory's uh, 10 under, as is Victor Hovland. And then another American, Dustin Johnson. I know Dustin Johnson. He's in fifth place right now. He won the Masters, right? No. <laughs> No. PGA? He has not won a major this year. Not this year, but in his... In oh, his, in, his, in his career, yeah. Yeah, he's, didn't he win the Masters one year or something? He has won the Masters in his career. Yeah. He, I mean, he's won multiple majors. He now is playing on the Live Tour, which is... What happened know, to Trevor Inman? Immelman? Yeah, that dude. I don't know. <laughs> I mean... I mean, where, where did that come from? And his name popped in my head because I was like, he won the Masters too, didn't he? I don't, did Trevor Elliman ever win the Masters? Yeah, because he won like a shootout on somebody with the Masters. Or maybe it was PGA Tour, PGA Championship. I, I don't think Trevor Elliman ever won the Masters. Um, he won some big— He did. You're right. Yeah, that, wow. Look, he's the golf guy here now, baby. 2008, he won the Masters. I remember watching it. I South African. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I guess I've just repressed the fact that he won the Masters. Um, I don't remember when the Masters is. I don't remember hardly much about. Who's How do you watch the NCAA tournament and not know when the Masters is? I, April every year. But I just, I, do, I, do, I, rem- do, do. I just remember certain like, especially since post like 2008, doing radio and having to talk about the Masters, certain names stick out in my head. He is currently commentating on golf. He's no longer playing. <laughs> His best finish in a major Jamie besides Trevor. that Masters win was a tied for sixth at the PGA Championship in 07. But I remember him. God, I, I would have lost money on Trevor Immelman having won a major. I would have, I would have probably fought you on that pretty hard. I'd be like, "There's no way." His picture on Wikipedia is the least cool profile picture I've ever seen for a professional athlete on Wikipedia. <laughs> or for a Trevor, like it, just that position, the hands on hips, just not manly at all. He looks like Nathan Lane from the Birdcage. <laughs> okay, well, <I'm, laughs> okay. I mean, <laughs> maybe more Hank Azaria. <laughs> uh, Texture says on Wisconsin, Mike, and we're not farm kids up there. SMH, just a bunch of drunk smart kids. Yeah, they like to drink up there. I know that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I think you're playing fast and loose with the definition of smart, maybe. Texas, this song reminds me of Mrs. Doubtfire. It reminds me of um, Happy Gilmore, the montage where he's on the chorus. Oh, the first yeah, yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. strangling the kid who looks like Will's Alatoris. Uh, you know, it weirdly reminds me of, is, did you ever watch the show My Name is Earl? Eh, I, I've seen like a few. Episodes. I was a big fan of it, and like the the real hot the the hot girl the the Mexican girl. She was like she was in the movie Flight, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, she's been in a couple of movies, but beautiful. Uh, she plays a stripper in the show as well, and that's her gimmick. Is she plays the song and she jumps because you know she's hot. Thanks, thanks she for jumps. that. Yeah, much needed piece of. Information. But that's why. So my mind goes to her jumping when I hear this song. Uh, T.J. Walker and Scooter they continue to battle on the text line, <laughs> even though they can't see each other's texts. Like, we're collateral damage in this. T.J. says, Scoot's eyes get lower and lower each hole. It could explain the poor play. Scoots now says... Oh, what's the insinuating there? Scoot says, EMU will have more wins at the end of January than Louisville will have all season. Is that a side bet? Ooh. An extra 100 on that one? You've got more to lose than he does. This is a man who's won the lottery before. Yeah, but he didn't have any that money left, so he's, he might need help to win it again. Okay. Uh, some of the, the semi-breaking news that I alluded to, it's we have a Pierce Clarkson tweet, is the, the breaking news. Uh-oh. When this man tweets about a guy potentially coming to UofL. We get him. He doesn't miss. Now, no. the interesting thing about this is there's a picture. He's retweeting a picture from the 3D Sports Performance Group. They've got four Arizona DBs in the picture. 
There's Deuce Robinson. There's Jacoby Lane, a wide receiver slash DB. There's Trace Spivey. And there's Miles Lidman. And Pierce Clarkson retweets this and says, I think I see a future teammate. Hmm. Which one's the highest recruit of them? The one that I think he's talking about is Jacoby Lane, the wide receiver from Arizona, who is a okay. he's a four star wide receiver. All right. Six five, hundred and eighty pounds. I like the size. A lot of interest from the schools out there. Again, another class of twenty twenty three guy. People thought he was going to go to Kansas State, looks like it on his future cast, but his recruitment's still wide open. That's the one that I think he's referring to. Okay. I can I can be I can I can deal with that. I'm hip with that. We need it. Look, we need help at wide receivers still. Yeah, yeah, say the least. Deuce Robinson, he's listed as a tight end recruit. He is a the number. He's a this is a he's a five star prospect. Okay, Ooh, so this is the one we want. Oh yeah, guess he, Yeah, he is. I mean, he's got offers. His top four schools right now are Georgia, USC, Alabama, and Texas. Is he spelled D U C E or D U C E. Oh, I like that's like Deuce Daly. Then I like that. Yes. So this is this guy has a. Okay, this is like one of the highest rated players in the country. So. This is who we want it to be. We want it to be Deuce Robinson. Deuce Robinson. He's the number 17 overall prospect in the 2023 class. Five stars. His measurements? 6'6". Six, six, oh, good Lord. 225. He's a wide receiver? Tight end. Oh, okay. Well, he can play wide receiver at that size still. I mean, it's... Large young man. You know, it's Megatron size, but still, I mean... Let's hope that this is who we're talking about. Now, Trey Spivey. Doing this on the fly. I like Bill Spivey. What? Dan Spivey. What? Dan Spivey was a wrestler. Trey Spivey is a wide receiver. These are all wide receivers, I assume. Three star. Mm-hmm. Number 657 overall in the 24-7 class. Okay. Currently listed as uh, a lean towards Arizona. Okay. Still. I mean, we keep, I mean we keep getting bigger. Is he 6'7", 225 pounds? Uh, he's small. He's smaller. Oh. He is 6'4", 185. I mean, <laughs> still big. That's still pretty damn big. Smaller than Deuce Robinson. Well, now Miles. Most are, I think. I mean, Miles Libman. I don't care for Libmans around here. <laughs> That's a kind of a nerdy name, though, by the way. Miles um, Libman is the number. He's a 129th ranked wide receiver in the country. Right. Still a top 1,000 prospect ish. Three stars. 6'1, 185. Six foot? 6'1, 185. Oh, 6'1. Look like the least highly touted of this group, but still, again, three star player. So, one of these guys, Pierce Clarkson, thinks it's coming. I like how none they, of them list Louisville as like one of the top options. So, he, again, Pierce knows something that that the rest of the world doesn't. I like, tends to. I do like how they start like the, the the best recruits, the tallest, and just get shorter down like a rushing nesting doll type thing. That's actually exactly what it is. What <laughs> if you look at the rankings, uh, let's hope it's Deuce Robinson. But we'll take, Deuce, I, I say we any take of these all, would help the class. You know what? I say take all four. Why not? Well, I think he's talking about all four of them. Uh, more honors continue to pour in for Caleb Chandler via press release by uh, UofL's Rocco Gasparro. I don't know if you got this one or if you've been cut out of this one as well. Nope, Rocco doesn't love me like oh, Kenny did. you're out. You're done. Uh, UofL offensive guard <sighs> Caleb Chandler you. has been named to the 2022 Sporting News preseason All-America team. This is now the third preseason All-America honor that Chandler has picked up. He was named first-team All-America by Pro Football Focus. He was named second-team All-America by Athlon and now gets an All-American nod from Sporting News. Props to Caleb Chandler. I do wonder how much like these things just like piggyback off one another, you know. Like, like once the first list comes out, I feel like there's a lot of carryover. 
like there shouldn't be that much consensus for who the best preseason guard in America kinda is. Kind of like the because the like, like the Golden Glove voting in baseball, like it's just one person picks them. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah. It's just, Gray Max has to get it every single year. Yeah, it's clearly like, he's the best. No one really cares about, it, and it's like who who did so and so pick? Ah, okay, skip to him then too. That or like the, I think I talked about this before as somebody who did recently a preseason top twenty five for college basketball like early season. It's like the sport is so unpredictable, especially now where you can't even get a, like a handle on what the rosters are going to look like. And it's so many new players on so many different teams. And yet like, so many of these are like kind of the same. And so I try to do like my own first run without looking at anybody else's. And then I will just check just to make sure I didn't leave anything out that makes me look really, really stupid. But it's amazing how much like the, like this, like 10 through 20, are, like the same everywhere else. I'm like, how do you like that? How, how does it? I feel like one comes out and everybody just piggybacks off the others. Yeah. And didn't you try to be creative with your top ten too? Didn't you put somebody like I had a couple ones that were that were that were out there a little you bit. You went off you went out you went outside the box with one of yours, didn't you, I think? Yeah, like I don't think like I still had North Carolina at number one, which I think is I think they're probably going to be preseason number one. We had yeah. that debate on the on the show. Um Mike, I, th- I thought you did somebody up in that top because I remember you told it to me and I think there was somebody I was like I questioned you doing. Well, you can question any of these. Well, yeah, it's true. Um I don't know who it would have been. Like. I can't remember now off the top of my head who it was either. I know I've got Duke lower than a lot of people. I'm not a John Shire believer. No, it wouldn't have been that. Maybe it was Gonzaga. Didn't you put them kind of low, I think? Maybe not like. I think I had them like three. No, I've got no. Kentucky at two. I know you didn't like that. Probably I, mean, I don't. Not. Trust me, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I got Creighton at five. That could have been it, maybe. Maybe I'm not. Because I'm not huge on Creighton. But... I, I, I'm higher on Baylor than most people, too. Yeah. Okay. There was something I have. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll face it when it comes back. I've to got Duke at 12. Everybody else had him like top five. Eh, whatever. Duke's gonna, so I'm going to be right about that. I've got Miami very high, too. Like, they're not in many top 25s. I've got them at 18. I think they're going to be really good. Sorry, some kids crying out there. Caught my attention. I brought their kid here. Did you hear it? Did you hear it today? God, I, have, I heard something. Yeah. The, Faintly. The kid's screaming or something. Faintly. Like, he brings your kids to work. I didn't even. I, one day I'm going to bring my dog in here. You've met Khaleesi. I have. I saw it at the, uh, the OG studio. Have you seen, I mentioned Nick Roush. He, he took the bait on uh, Big Game Boomer, Boomer Sooner, or whatever that oh, guy is. Oh, I saw him tweeting about Did it, Did you yeah. see who he, got into, who he got into it with now? No, who? He's going after the king of the offseason, Phil Still himself. He's going after <laughs> Phil Still. Does Phil Still actually even tweet? Phil Still tweeted back at Nick Roush. But um, what, do you think it's really Phil Still tweeting or if it's like somebody Oh, writing? I think it's Phil Still. You think so? So, Phil Still picked... We talked about this earlier in the week. He came out with this top 40. He's sort of like, if you haven't bought his magazine, he's like leaking bits and pieces of his rankings. Does it all the time, yeah. He has his top 40. He had Louisville at 33 and Kentucky at 35, which drove Kentucky fans nuts. Oh, especially Roush, yeah. Because, well, Roush has to act outraged because then people realize he's really a Louisville fan. Exactly. So, the latest thing that came out, I think this was yesterday, and Roush put this out there for Kentucky fans. He, you know, he... There's sharks in the water. He's throwing the chum out there. He's throwing. He's giving them the blood and guts that they need to devour to go nuts. Chum's such a great word, by the way. Feel still. I always feel bad when I, like weird when I say it. I'm like, oh, I like the word. I think it's a cool word. Like, I feel like everybody in the radio just like double take, dropping along. But Roush puts it out there. <laughs> Phil Steele's offensive line rankings. The 18th best offensive line in America belongs to your Louisville Cardinals. The 50th best offensive line in America belongs to the Kentucky Wildcats. Ooh. And this is this comes at a time when UK fans are trying to label themselves as offensive line U. Like I've seen that coming around a little bit. I'm like no like no no offense. I know you guys have been better in recent years. Nobody is looking at you guys as like the pinnacle of offensive lines. I'm sorry. I know you were like finalists for that whatever award they give it to offensive line for the team cuz I get the emails every week, but like you're still you're just not thought of like that. So UK fans of course go nuts. And Phil Steele claps back. He goes, you guys sound just like the Florida State, the Florida fans last summer 
after I didn't have Florida in my preseason top 25. <laughs> I bought Phil Stills College Football Magazine every year for the past 20 years. But after seeing his top 40 and where he had us and where he had Louisville, I decided not to waste my money this year no. because apparently no longer does any research <laughs> at Phil Still 042. And That's then, the dude, yeah. Phil was like, you sound just like the Florida fans. And then <laughs> that just it fed the Sharks even more. Having Louisville at 33 and UK at 35 is just dumb. No other way around it. Like They're not even mad about UK being that low. They're mad that they're behind Louisville. Of course. The ACC only gets weaker by the year. U of L won't be a bad team, and UK may only be looking at seven, eight wins unless everything comes together perfectly, but we're still going to beat them down. <laughs> you took the bait, guys. You, took the, you swallowed the chum. These people are furious. I just don't see the logic in ranking a six-win ACC team over a 10-win SEC team, including a win over the Big Ten runner-up. Well, they're also but they're ranking just a position on the team, not you're talking, the entire team. You're trying to talk football to UK fans. I'm just saying, I mean, you, you can have a – I mean, you can have the, for example, the Heisman winner and your team not be any better than an eight-win team. Honest question for you, Phil. <laughs> oh, well. That's- I know where you have these lines ranked. I also see the team rankings. But overall – if Kentucky versus Louisville were being played this year at a neutral site, would you really pick Louisville to win? I think he's telling you he'd pick Louisville to win. He's got him ranked higher. Why does that have to be a neutral site anyway? Because I think he's saying all things being honest. Like nah, if, if you're okay. saying Louisville's the 33rd best team in America and Kentucky's the 35th best team in America, the the implication is on a neutral field, Louisville would win a close game. All right, do you really think that? From Jay Pope, still Mrs. Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> What's the name? That's his Twitter name. J- I'm assuming this guy's name is Jay Pope. And his name is Jay Pope, still Mrs. Anthony Bourdain. We all miss Anthony Bourdain. Who's Anthony Bourdain? The the famous uh, chef guy who traveled around the world, did the show on TV forever, and um, killed himself a couple years ago. Very sad. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I've never heard of him. You'd like? I, I feel like you would have been an Anthony Bourdain guy. I mean, the chef guy. I know the boom guy. Well. Uh, and the, and who's who's the, like the nerdy flavor dude? talking about Emerald? Yeah. <laughs> Good lord! And there's the the the, the Flavor Town dude. Yeah, um, guy. Uh, yeah, it looks like kind of like oh, a what's his last like name? a tool. Yeah, guy. Ferrari. Fieri. Ferrari. Okay. He's got the the smokehouse downtown, or at least used to on Forest Street. Yeah, I know those tests, but I don't know. I don't know who Anthony Bourdain was. I'm not familiar with him. It's been four years since he died. That's crazy. That's sad. Uh, he right. did the yeah. He traveled all over the world, tried crazy foods, did a travel show about it. it was a very cool guy. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of like the. Jay Pope deep. still misses him. <laughs> sorry Jake Pope let's take a break when we come back we, we, we keep being sidetracked by actual sports news sports topics that lead us away from the Josh Hurd stuff we'll do that in hour number three we'll take more of your texts as well 502-414-1450 well I'm sure we'll get plenty of non-sports as well we got one hour left here on 1450 and 961 the big uh, Mike, the Mike Rutherford show on the Big X jump around
Why did you save this one for the five o'clock hour? This is what you need to play. She's got skills. Well, this is a jam, dude. You know, Babyface wrote this song. Yeah, but it's not like it's not five o'clock hour. Let's get it going type of music. Oh, it's getting going music. Well, not like that. <laughs> not like what you're doing back there, which is making me feel very good. uncomfortable. Give me a... I bet, I, bet, I bet Zach Wilson plays this when he's hanging okay. out with All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's the 5 o'clock hour. Normal show today. Three to six. All right, that's enough. 5 o'clock hour of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450. Stifle me, man. Do you know what we're going to be doing in exactly 50 days, Trevor? 50 days from right now. 50 days. A mere 50 days. If there is a God, we will be beating Syracuse. We will have football. We'll be covering it. We'll have it on our airwaves right here at our sister station, 970. It'll be on 93.9 The Ville as well. The new day in Louisville Sports Radio will be arriving. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And Scott, <laughs> I need you to put your ear right up to the radio right now, buddy. Listen to me closely. Listen like you've never listened before. Because Scott, Scott, I'm asking you. I'm begging you. I'm, no, you're not asking. You're pleading. I'm pleading with you. Gotta beat Syracuse, Scott. Gotta beat. That's all we have. Gotta beat Syracuse. We need this. We don't ask for a lot. Let's not get weird. Let's not make this awkward. Let's not. Let's have a celebratory week of radio. Let's let the recruits get their tweets off, celebrating a victory in week one. And then we'll turn our attention to UCF, taking down the Golden Knights. We'll have fun with that again. That's going to be a great week. But Scott, you got to beat Syracuse, man. You got, got it. you got to beat Syracuse. 50 days. You got 50 days to make this happen. You're still the summer of Sat. It's coming to an end. It's been great. We've enjoyed it. Well, the summer of Sat's going to lead into the season of Sat. We need the season of Sat, or at least like the the season of above average Sat, the season of sadiness, somewhat happiness, <laughs> a mixture between sappy and happiness. We'll take anything at this point. We happiness. need you to beat Syracuse, Scott. Let's start off the right way. Uh, yeah. So again, it's not like we're asking for the moon. We're not asking for the moon, Scott. Yeah, we're not asking you to to give us Texas. We just we just want a victory over Syracuse. <laughs> That's well done. That was good. Uh, let's talk about this uh, Josh Hurt stuff because we, we've mentioned we've talked about the Donovan Mitchell trade rumors. We've jumped all around. We talked about uh, in the last segment the Phil Still rankings driving Nick Roush up a tree. He's UK so fans he... reacting to it. They're very upset about this. Do, do you think he should send Phil Still like a muffin basket though, just for giving him like fifty articles to write on? Oh, it's such great content. Yeah, so, I mean, he's he's basically given Roush the whole world's against us. <laughs> the, the rest of Roush's. Brooks' second pregnancy is just going to be Phil Still. He's like, I'm good, honey. What do you need from me? I've got, I've got, I've got my next twelve days worth of posts written thanks to Phil Still in these rankings. Still Roush sounds like a cool name. Name your kid. <laughs> Still Roush, that would be cool. Better than Phil Roush. Phil Roush is an accountant. Still Roush beats up accountants. <laughs> no, no, Roush is pro bully like me. He's he was shoving kids in lockers like I was. Well, then he's going to name him Steel. Wedgies, Wet Willies. Can you please stop saying pro bully? I don't want anybody listening to the show. To Why? The, the pro bully. Nobody's pro bully. Oh, the, the people who are anti-bully are more bullies than the, the people they accuse of That's being bullies. That's a ridiculous statement. No, it's not. Anti, I, I'm very anti-bully. I'm not a bully at all. You bully me. I don't bully you at all. You bully me. I let you talk You're way You're bullying me now, right now. <laughs> if I was a bully, I would let you talk way less than I do. Let's set the record straight right there. You're a bully. I could I, easily be a bully. Everyone has bully tendencies. Don't let it. Well, sure. But I mean, like, you're not proud of it. I'm not proud of it when a bully tendency comes out. Yeah. Well, you are. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been on the, I've been on the bully share. I've had my, I've had my. And I, you enjoyed it? 
It made me, yeah, I'm rough. It, it, it toughened me. You up. almost said it made me who I am today. It made me who I am. And today. then you realized that was going to be a mistake. What's wrong with who I am today? <laughs> you held up. <laughs> We're both here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, never got pantsed. I did. I never did do that. And no one was putting me in a locker. That's for sure. Well, yeah. But that was that wasn't because they couldn't beat me up. It's because I wasn't fitting no matter what. Let's talk about Josh Hurd sat down for a 30-minute conversation with Eric Crawford and Rick Bozich of WDRB on Thursday. Uh, we got to hear a little bit of it today. They published some of the, the things that he had to say. And it's like we want to hear from Josh Hurd at this point. There's only so much he can say, but still, with there being so much uncertainty out there about the landscape of college sports, in, in particular around here, our focus is on the, the landscape of U of Athletics, where we're going, how safe are we going to be. We want to know what's going on. We heard a little bit of it at the, the press conference yesterday morning. I think the, the moment that people latched on to the most was when he was asked, has any conference reached out directly to Louisville to talk about you know joining, expanding, whatever? And he said, no, it has not happened. He did say, you know, he was asked about, I guess, his reaction about the big splash stories and these reports now that, uh, you know, Virginia, North Carolina, Clemson, Florida State are going. He says, my reaction when people ask me about that is I always go back to the State Farm commercial where they say it's on the Internet, so it must be true. Well done. Shots fired at Swim Swam from Josh Hurd right there. I don't remember that commercial, but okay. <laughs> he hates Swim Swam. He says, there's an element of, you know, like, oh, it's on Twitter. All of a sudden there's a buzz that, you know, these schools are looking to go to another conference. What I would tell our fans to do is just dissect and analyze the situation for a little bit. Because there's not a news conference out there that's going to take an institution that doesn't provide more value than each of these institutions is already getting. So spend a little time. Say, hey, would this institution add X amount of dollars? And I understand you can answer the question, but if you think, but I think if you have some common sense, you can take a step back and say, hey, that one didn't really pass the smell test to me. Shots fired at Swim Swam. Josh Hurd hates Swim Swam. That's the first thing you need to know. I have no idea what Swim Swam is. Oh, yeah, you were gone for the Swim Swam day. Yeah, I'm like... Swim Swam broke that story saying that the the SEC was looking to add Virginia, North Carolina, Clemson, and Florida State. And that it was like, like they were in talks. Oh, this, is this like a website or something? It's a swimming website <laughs> that is like very well respected in the swimming community. But so it's was, not just a clever name. This is what, con- this is what conference realignment does. <laughs> I'm over here like, just keep mentioning Swim Swam. I'm like, what are you talking you about? Yesterday where I, had, I had to say the word Swim Swam <laughs> yeah, like 5,000 yeah. times, and Sean Moth like, laughed every single time. It was great. Like I'm laughing now. Yes, it was, it was wonderful. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he was also asked about what Louisville has to offer in the cutthroat world of college sports, this modern era where all this stuff's going on. What does Louisville bring to the table? He says, I think it's the simple fact that we're a really strong athletic department, a very attractive athletic department. Thinks highly of himself. Um, <laughs> Oh, we are slightly adorable. Have you seen us in jeans lately? Look at our pictures. <laughs> Look at our pictures. We're adorable. Yeah, we're like Billy from Stranger Things. <laughs> Great looking guy. And no matter what chairs get shifted or how they get shifted, the University of Louisville is going to be in a really good position no matter what happens. I really believe that. I'm confident in that. I feel good about that, too. Like That's kind of what I was saying. Last. I feel like even if we are in the third conference, we're still going to be in an okay place. Football will be a little bit of an uphill climb, yeah, but I mean, it always has been. Yeah. It is right now. Let's be real. He was asked about the USC Pac-12 uh, move, the, the, the USC-UCLA making the move from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten and how it's changed things. He says, I think when something like that happens, Texas, Oklahoma, USC-UCLA, that's pretty unexpected. There's that initial gut reaction that kind of throws everybody into a little bit of a tailspin, and oh my gosh, it's just upheaval that's going to take place. I think you saw that during the OU and Texas move to the SEC, and you're seeing it now with UCLA and USC. Then cooler heads prevail and say, all right, where are we? What can we do? Can we do anything? 
at least for me personally, we're going through that process. I think other agencies around the country are going through that process and ultimately asking the question, is there anything we can do that adds value really at the end of the day to our TV contracts? Because that's where a large majority of the money is coming from. Now it's just a matter of talking to experts and consultants. Oh, God, more consultants. And does this make sense? Does that make sense? Could we make that move? All of those conversations are being had right now to see if there's any other changes or adjustments that are going to take place here in the conference landscape. So about what you would expect. Like they may not be reaching out directly to leagues. They may not be having conversations. They may not be being approached by other leagues, but they're reaching out to people who are going to do research. They're going to have, they're going to be ready. If there's another shift, we've hired a committee. We've hired a consultant. We've 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 got, we've got, we've got a consultant, a committee of the willing. (laughs) Chuck Smurt's in there. We brought Chris Mack back in. He's gonna Mike Begeese is gonna handle this thing. We've got everybody in there. We're gonna be okay. I will say this to his his mocking of the swim swam predicting article. It wasn't a they were claiming sources. The thing here's I will here's the thing though, of all the moves, they have there has been no inkling that they were gonna happen. Every move the last major moves we had in conference shifting have come out literally out of nowhere. I said that a lot that week too when you were out. I mean, there was I mean, look you look at I mean the last four, the being the last four big ones, obviously Texas, Oklahoma. It was just boom. I mean, done. the day of, here yeah. we are, we're moving. I mean, there was no there was no this is a rumor I'm hearing, it's a possibility. So to say you have a link or a, a source that's saying you this, these schools are gonna be the next move, you, th- there's good reason to think it that they're BS because we have had zero if you're getting no preview link or sort leaking source that a Texas or Oklahoma is going to move. Exactly. Then I don't know how you're going to get North Carolina. It's why I, I, I said this exact same thing that week. I think we're entering the period now of conference realignment where you're starting to get like chancellors and presidents and ADs that are leaking info out that they want out there that may not yes. necessarily be true. And so you can't, you have to take everything at face value because I'm with you I, at this point, because of the way the last two dynamic shifts have happened, where it's been, Hey, this is this is happening. It's out there. We we had, there was no slow build. There was no trickling out of information. It was just done. I feel like the next big shoe that drops is going to be the same way. Like because yeah. now you're having talks. There are reports that Notre Dame is happy to be an independent. There's talks that Notre Dame would entertain offers from. I feel like if Notre Dame does make a move, it's not going to be like I'm hearing this. I'm hearing this. It's going to be like Pat Forty. Notre Dame to the Big Ten, it's done. It's Here's done. the story. Yep. And then everybody just reacts. I mean, you can give your opinion and project what you think might happen. But I mean, it, I, at I, this point, that's all it is. Yeah, and I've come out and said, you know, I think Notre Dame will end up in the Big Ten. I mean, am I saying I have any, any, like, reliable sources of that? Not, no, I'm just guessing. I might guess right. I've guessed right a few times on things. Well, this is when people usually come to the show for Trevor Kelsey's realignment. <laughs> realignment, yes. The realignment scoop. <laughs> I've, I've got consultants. I've got sources. I don't be, I'm people that know people, man. Oh, man. Like Barbara Streisand. I just saw Disney's raising the monthly subscription for ESPN Plus by $3. Oh, three bucks. That's a, that's a pretty a decent raise. leap. Yeah. What are you doing, guys? Usually Netflix only goes up a dollar each time. Isn't Netflix up to like twelve ninety nine it's, now? It's, yeah, it's a lot. What now? I'll ESPN's have... trying to make that money, though, so they can renegotiate that ACC deal. Give us more money and keep us around. Yeah, That's what that $3 is going to. Can they just fire a bunch of producers like they normally do and hire interns to replace them? They're going to be fine. Yeah, you, you have the money, ESPN. Uh, Texture does point out that there's a uh, last note on the British Open. Sexy pairing tomorrow with Roy McIlroy and Dustin Johnson. Because Dustin Johnson, one of That's the— just just two people I know. <laughs> one of the biggest names to make the move to that Saudi tour, the Live Tour. And Rory McIlroy has been very— very outspoken and critical of the golfers that have chosen to go that route. So 
Might be a little bit awkward. Ooh, That'll be fun. Could be a little chippy. A little chippiness on maybe, a Saturday. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little uh, Bob Barker, Happy Gilmore uh, dispute going on there. Maybe. Although I don't think, you know, Rory's kind of jacked, but Dustin Johnson's huge. I ever ask you, why do they call it the Lib Tour? I don't know what the, the acronym stands for. It's, it's something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I could look it up, but. I mean, I was just, I don't know why. I just, I, I'm, I'm just amazed I hadn't asked this before. But I was just, I didn't know why. I just called it the Saudi Tour forever. And then yeah, and then I think, I think I saw some other people just call it the you know, Saudi the Lib Tour. And I'm like, what is, is Lib like a, like the, 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 one of the, like the king or princes, like women or something? He named it after her? It's. So it sounds like there's, it's not an acronym. It's the Roman numeral for 54, which oh. is the, all of their golf tournaments are 54 holes. Oh, well, then we can't call it Lib then. You can't do that. Well, that's what they're going for. It's like Super Bowl 54 wasn't Super Bowl Lib. Yeah. Well, it's dumb. The whole thing is dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, TK letting me know. Uh, it's TJ. I'm TJ. On the text line <laughs> that it's 54, actually. Yeah. Well, right. once again, the stream gets you there. Uh, TJ also wants to get a Fridays in Glenville segment. With Glenville? And he also does call me a bully. He does say, yeah, you're bullying me right now. I'm not a bully. Bully. Wooly bully. Not a bully at all. Wooly bully. I know that song. Wooly bully. Uh, all right, Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. What's Friday's at Glendale? Glenville. That's my dad's miniature city. He's, you know, oh, duh, yeah. Brain, I'm brain fart, you know, I forget. He has yeah. his own Twitter account now. He's sharing. Oh, does he make yeah. a Twitter account? I think he might be coming up on you on followers. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! It's, it's happening. He's attracted quite the audience. Very. Quickly. Are you kidding? Are you? I almost cussed right there. You made me so mad. Are you really? Does he have more? I think he's got five hundred or something. Oh no, I'm okay. He's I'm, behind you, but you've been. We gotta get. We still gotta get you a thousand. Is yeah, Jenna, is I'm, Jenna gonna pass you? No, Jenna's still way behind me too. I'm at nine thirty-seven. Slow, slow build. What we wanted to get to a thousand before the, the calendar flipped to twenty twenty-three. Well, and then I wanted Jenna to pass you before we get to a thousand. Where, where was Jenna at? Jenna's at five forty-seven. Okay, yeah, she's not. I, mean, I could probably say she's got a minute. Yeah, a couple people unfollowed you and followed her, but that was it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, I didn't want you anyway. <laughs> Texas says, Roush is so fun to make mad. He was a softy in high school. He only put one kid in a trash can and got made to say sorry. Really? Oh, somebody's calling out Roush. He acted like he was like the uh, O'Doyle of, of, of DeSales. Classic DeSales energy. That's when he would, he, he would, when he talks about his high school days, you think he's like, you know, needs to be watching out for banana skins on the street. Uh, same picture also says Bronny to the Ville. Oh, Bron- well, that's a given. That's a, that's a lock. I mean, in case you didn't know that. My sources have told me Bronny is a lock for the Ville. Uh, Texas says the live name is really stupid. 54 is also the lowest score you can get in golf if you birdie every hole. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's stupid. I think they obviously are trying to be creative in some way. I also saw somebody saying. It's just kind of confusing if you don't. It's like- dumb. It, well, somebody also said like they, the imp- like, like they wanted out there. Live is supposed to be for like live free. They want it pronounced like that. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> Saudi Arabia. It's got, I wasn't gonna say. I mean, <laughs> unless unless they find irony very funny. I mean, that's just. Do you see? Uh, I mean, uh, they could have just gone fifty four, but then people would have been like Studio fifty four, maybe. Which, by the way, was an awful movie with Michael Myers. Not good. Right, but I'm just, it was just fifty four. I think. Okay, yeah, the movie was horrible. I watched it. Yeah. 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 Um. I they should redo that. Did you see, like, by the way, speaking of Saudi Arabia, like Joe Biden is in Saudi Arabia and like fist bumped the dude when he got off the plane. Like, 
<laughs> I saw he read his teleprompter. Like, oh, like, that's... like my car, like Ron Burgundy. Objectively hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. What can you do? That did have me laughing a little bit when I saw that. I saw the fist bump, and I was like, <laughs> again, political Why embarrassment. Why did he fist pump somebody? To... Just like fist bumped like the Saudi, the, the crown prince, when he like when he saw him. Which <sighs> Ooh, that's it, not good. It reminded me of when, when Trump went to North Korea and did like the, he went for like the, the salute, the salute and the guy was like going to shake his hand. <laughs> like once again, like embarrassments across every side of the aisle. Like we just... Uh. Don't send old people abroad. Like, could, <laughs> can we elect somebody who's a little bit younger? Can we can we elect somebody who's not like, like wasn't born before 1920? Like, good God, what are we doing? <laughs> My campaign would be like normal ass dudes and women for for office. We need more just normal ass people running for office. My campaign, but normal people don't want to want, don't want to be. My campaign ads would look like the, uh, the the old like Gap commercials. I think, like just young people in khakis. <laughs> old Navy commercial or something. That's, that's how I would want my advertisement to look. Texture says, come on, guys. I mean, this is, I guess it's Friday. If Baby Joe were to sleep with one of Mary's friends, which, one, which ones do you think? <laughs> that's a trap question. Do not answer that. Do not answer. Come on, guys. <laughs> She's probably listening to the show. Uh, Will Stein just made Dave Campbell's Texas football 40 under 40 list. Uh, Texas's first question, what are you doing to celebrate? I'm giving a thumbs up and a smile. I love Sonny Wilstein. Second question, which bridge is best for jumping off once realizing that he's on the 40-40 under list and not 30 under 30? Um, Sherman Mitten. Uh, second would be... I love Wilstein. Well, he's still OC at uh, the San Antonio, right? UTSA. Yeah. UTSA, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's the, the, the co-OC and the quarterback's coach. He uh, also famously, back in the day, was dating Jennifer Lawrence. I love throwing that fact out there. I don't, I don't think you've mentioned that. Oh, I have. Multiple times. He's not the one that leaked the pictures, was he? No. <laughs> Why are you winking at him? Stop. <laughs> I loved him. <laughs> Texas says Trevor uh, compared Donovan Mitchell to the moon and Julius Randle to Texas. <laughs> was, yeah. Because <laughs> one's bigger than the other. Um, not physically. The last yeah. follow-up, tech, if you missed the show early on, um, the first hour, Texter texted in to say his mom had talked crap to him about the Louisville prostitute scandal. Yeah. And he was like, Mike, you'd be proud of me. I brought up the UNC fake classes thing and all this stuff and debating. It. And we were, we were kind of like, great, but also why is your mom bleep talking to you about Louisville Lovers, prostitutes? Yeah. And he said, and his, also his dad like was egging the mom on, saying like, good one, honey. Um, he says, my mom doesn't watch sports, and I made a lighthearted joke about how she doesn't watch sports. So then she said, well, if I did watch sports, I wouldn't root for Louisville because they recruit with strippers. This led me down the huge tirade where I may have also brought Baylor up in the rant. My dad is a USC fan, LOL. USC is in South Carolina or USC is in Southern Cal? Got to be Southern Cal. Yeah. If it's USC, I mean, well, South Carolina fans are the only ones with the audacity yeah, to say Southern, USC. Southern Cal's never used hookers either, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Should we talk a little about By the way, if, if, you're, if you're a guy if, named OJ. If, if, you, if your mom is, is like cutting the ties on who she roots for because of some recruiting, dirty recruiting scandals like that. She's not going to be, she's going to have a tough time finding a team to root for. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm not really sure who she's going to root for when it's all said and done. Texas, every time I hear uh, David Duke, another name that came up early in the show, uh, the basketball player, which then let us down, why wouldn't you change your name? I think of the limo episode of Seinfeld, which is one of the best episodes. <laughs> it's a good also, one. the reaction to Maisha Hines Allen was way over the top for what happened. Did you see that? She got into it with, uh, with Sophie, the WNBA's darling. Who? Maisha Hines Allen, are you familiar with that name? No, who is she? She played basketball at Louisville, very recently was very good. Okay. She's also the, I think, half-sister of former UK football superstar Josh Allen. 
Oh, it's from Wyoming? Well, I, the, the, the UK. Josh but, Allen. That, yeah, you're right. That, I'm sorry. That Josh Allen. Sorry, brain farted for a second. You said UK, I know. Yeah, so last night, she. He's from New York, actually. Right, he, the only other scholarship was mom. It's only oh, that. I know. I trust me. I know. Brought up a million times. Yeah. She, like, um, Sophie Cunningham is, like, the WNBA's new darling. Like, everybody loves her. Not familiar with her. She, like, Maisha went for to block a, a three-point shot, and, like, they kind of, like, got tripped up. And Maisha's, like, going to, like, walk over a little bit. And Sophie, like, grabs her leg, and they go, like, chest to chest. And there's, like, a, bit, a little bit of pushing. Ooh. Got a lot of attention. But hmm. as good as Sophie Cunningham is at basketball, uh, Maisha's not the one you want to test. Like, that's not the one that you're wouldn't she win a fight. They both got technical fouls. The worst part about the highlight was, like, the announcer is, like, she drills the three, like, barely grazed the rim. I don't know what the announcer was watching. I think he was just watching for the foul call. But it was like, he's like, Dr- drills it. Like, doesn't go in. It came close to being a total air ball. But, yeah, that would have been a, a bad look for Sophie Cunningham. Has there ever been, like, a, anything close to, like, a mouse in the palace, like, brawl in WNBA? There have been some fights, yeah. Has there? Yeah. Brittany Griner got one. I can see that. Brittany Griner, yeah. She got one in college, too. She can tone her skills for those. <laughs> She's in prison in Russia. She got to beat somebody up. They showed her in court today, too. Was- She's in trouble. I didn't realize she, she t- tried to smuggle in a bunch of drugs. <laughs> she didn't. She had, like, a vape pen. That was it. it was, uh, no, I thought she had, like, a big... They said she had, like, a, a decent amount of, like, a she had, like She had, vape. She had a couple of vape pens for weed, which is, like, illegal. She has them for... I mean, she has, like... She's, like, got a medical marijuana card in the United States for yeah, pain. So you're whatever. going into Russia. You probably should have... That's like that's like that's like when my, when Michael Vick tried to just left the. Will weed you stop matter. defending the Russians on this show? Just, You're the one person in America I'm that's not, not like that's criticizing Brittany Grant. Like this is like a, a, an issue that does not. Like divide the aisle, and still you're the one guy who's like, I don't know, I'm kind of with the Russians on this. I'm not saying I'm with the Russians. I'm just saying, sure, comrade. Been smarter there, Brittany. Not very bright of you, comrade. I mean, Kevin, you're not one to criticize. I, mean, you would, you would I wouldn't bring, go to. I wouldn't fly into Russia with drugs. I don't believe you. I think you would. No, or at least hide them better. She was trying to leave Russia with drugs. Let's be real. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Did you that's know? That's what they're known for. Did you know? <laughs> Louisville is one of the, despite all of our offensive struggles at times in some recent years, Louisville has one of the longest streaks of scoring 14 or more points in a game. Since 2000. <laughs> Say what? So, so, okay. 14 points in football? Yes. Good. Because in basketball, that would be pretty amazing, too. Louisville has scored 14 or more points in 70 consecutive games. No. 70. Really? Yes. I know that's surprising. That's, yeah, a little bit, yeah. That ranks seventh on the list. Would you care to venture a guess as to who is number one on this list? Alabama? Alabama is fifth. Baylor? Baylor is third. Um, Texas Tech? No. Um, some, you know, I'm counting. Explosive offense. I'm looking at big West off- Coast. West Coast explosive offense. Yes. Not USC. Quack, quack. Oh, Oregon. Oregon's oh, one. Oklahoma's two. Baylor, Arizona State, Alabama, Ohio State. Baylor, uh, Oregon has scored at least 14 points in 110 consecutive games. I mean, it makes sense. That's, that, that one, I mean, though that one doesn't surprise me. To say Louisville's right there with 70 straight games, that, that does shock me. Yeah. Then again, I guess, you know. I, it's hard. It's easy to forget you scored over fourteen when you're giving up fifty. Yeah, there were a lot of games that 2018 year where it was like, well, we're down <laughs> seventy three to seven. Here's a late like that was this Clemson game and we scored the late touchdown to make it. Just we got to get to that fourteen point mark. I do know we have one of the longest streaks of scoring like like not getting shut out. I think it's only we're like seventh in the country in terms of streaks of not getting shut out. We haven't been shut out since the Florida State loss back. I was going to say two thousand. Yeah, thirty one nothing. Yeah. 
which the game notes every single week have that score as 32 to nothing, and it drives me crazy. I, I see it every single week. I would have guessed that being it, the, the last time it happened, but I wouldn't know if that was a fact. But that was I don't even think we made it past the 50 in that game. That was a rough game. The only ACC school that has a longer streak of not being shut out is Virginia Tech. Really? That right. was Ragone's first ever road start. It was bad. Well, he took, yeah. Sorry, right. he got revenge. Texas says we need a stellar stat, not sat satisfied, saty, sat happy. Whatever we're talking about. The sat happy. Of, What's yeah. sat happy? We need stellar stat. Uh, Texas, says, I'll be at the dome for the Q's opener since I live in New York. I'll be pleading with Scott, please win, <laughs> please, please win. win, bro, please, bro. I'm with you. Texas, says, Trevor got bullied into eating a salad as a kid. That's why he's so anti-salad today. <laughs> no, I didn't get bullied into eating a salad. I feel like that's a good origin. Well, story. I mean, I guess unless you talk about me losing the bet and having to eat the salad back at Pizza Box days, but. Texas, I don't even know what this is in reference to. It's only, it was only 10 minutes ago. Look at Trevor giving out journalism advice. Oh, was that the swim swam? Probably, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a journalist. Not really. <laughs> Texas, give me just first season set. I would settle for first season set. That was ACC Coach of the Year set. I mean, it was 8-5. and five. I would take 8-5 and five this year. I mean, it's, is it crazy to think that this team could be is probably as talented maybe as, as that first team? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any question. They should be more well-rounded. I mean, that, in hindsight, that first team we know had, you know, two NFL players on it. They were fantastic local. on offense, but they still had, I mean, again, the year before, and I know the the bottom dropped out, but it was the first defense in the history of college football to give up 50 or more points in five consecutive games. Like, that had never happened before. I don't care how bad the coaching is. I don't care how much people have quit. You have to have some bad defensive players to have that be a thing. And that same defense was the only reason why we didn't win more than eight games the next year. You would expect in year four now, this is, you know, Brian Brown. I know Keith went always with the thing where he's like, he's like, I would expect. He's like, I'm not making any proclamations. You would expect that we're going to be markedly I mean, better. We passed, exp- Keith, we passed expect a year and a half ago. Now, yeah, but now when, now you, we're just when you look at the personnel, when you look at the personnel now, I mean, we've got the adding Lole on the defensive line is huge. Ashton Gelade showed a lot of promise as a freshman. You bring back your most productive linebacker from last year in your Sid Abdullah. You went out, you got some big-time players to help out the secondary, and you hopefully have a fully healthy Keytrell Clark, who was maybe your best overall player last year before he got hurt. Like, again, they should be a competent defense this year. If they're not, then heads are going to roll, and it's probably going to be uh, a bad, bad season. The offense shouldn't be a question. I mean, you've got a loaded backfield. You've got a quarterback who has put up ridiculous numbers, who's here for his you know, 17th season. When he can be consistent. You've got an offense. I mean, the numbers are the numbers. But the, the offensive line has to be you – know, ranked as one of the better in the country just based on their experience. Wide receivers are a little bit of a question mark still, but the offense should be good. Like, there's no excuse. Like, this team should be better than that team back in 2019. I mean, the one thing about Cunningham, and, and, and I know I've been you know hot and cold with, with Malik, but I need to see it against a decent team. Like, I mean, the numbers are there. You can sit there and show me the season numbers and argue against me on, on whether how good you we may or may not agree with him is. The problem is a lot of those numbers are inflated because he blows up on your Dukes and your EKUs. And then when you get to Kentucky and the Clemson, he's nowhere to be found. I don't even think it's that. I, I think it's just... I mean, he didn't play poorly against Clemson, so I'll give him that. I mean, I will... I, will, you I, see, know, I don't even think it's the numbers bit. against those teams. I think it's the wins and the losses. He's well, not beating when, those well, teams. When he's, that's the thing. When he's like not, Lamar Jackson, look at his he, numbers against When he plays Duke. poorly, though, we, we struggle offensively like, humongously. Look at... Look, like Lamar Jackson had an awful game against Duke. His in his Heisman year, like did nothing in that game virtually. Yeah, I remember we played, and we won like twenty four to fourteen, but we won. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. 
I wonder that this is because when you talk about well, Lamar also showed up in big games like Clemson and Florida State. Well, yeah, and we won the Florida State game. Malik, Cunningham is not produced against a, any big time atmosphere. I mean, I would push. He had a gigantic game in our only top twenty-five win of the Satterfield era. When we beat Wake Forest. Like the only <laughs> That's if, shootout. Yeah. If you're only talking about the teams that like are, are like big names on our schedule, there's like one. It's Clemson. He's been pretty damn good against Florida State when he's played as well, and we've beaten them a couple of times. But, he under played, his but I mean, but in the other games we had against, well, look what he's done against Kentucky and, and Ole Miss, and for example. But again, like that's not you can't put that solely on him. He's playing from way behind. I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying like that like those losses were not on Malik Cunningham. Like we got we got our like Kentucky could have scored 85 points in that game last year. Did Malik play well? No, but like. Nobody played well. Well, we gave up 85 to Wake Forest. We still came. We still won the game. We did, but like, that's Wake Forest. Kentucky is way better. That's because Cunningham doesn't show up against the big boys. It's not just Malik. Like you, you can't just you can't do the average fan thing, which is when we lose, it's all on the quarterback, and not give him props when we win games. I mean, I'll give him props when we win games. You're not. I'm, you're sitting here saying like he's only doing it against bad teams. Everybody's it, only doing it against bad teams. <laughs> the numbers are outrageous. I think. It will be interesting to see because Malik is never going to be known like like when you talk about U of L being quarterback U and one of the best quarterbacks when you reel off the names, like diehard Louisville fan, average Louisville fan, whatever. Malik's not one of the first that comes out of your mouth. No, even though hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Even though the numbers say that he probably should be, I wonder if that changes. Let's say Louisville goes ten and two this year, miraculous season. Malik because he has the extra year. Like, he's going to break some of Lamar's records this year. He's not going to break all of them because Lamar's records are absurd, even though he only played three seasons. But he's going to be statistically one of the best quarterbacks to ever play here. Okay. He's never going to be remembered that way if we go like six and six or seven and five this year, even probably, probably like eight and four. But if we have this overwhelmingly positive season, I wonder if we view Malik Cunningham just in a totally different light than we do right now. Like, if we go 10 and two next year and play in a New Year's Bowl game, I know I'm talking crazy, but if that happens, I think Malik, he's not up there. He's certainly not there with, like, Teddy and Lamar. But he gets talked about in, like, that second-tier layer of quarterback, assuming that he would put up the types of numbers that you would expect him to have to put up if we're going to go 10-2 this year. I mean, I think some people would argue him with, with, with Teddy and Lamar if he does that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think some people would. I wouldn't say I would agree with them or I'd be one of them, but I, Maybe I, I some think some would. would. But it, it'd be a tough case to make. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't hate cutting Malik. I just— I just, I just want, I want to see it done against decent competition. I mean, I get it. Like, I want to see the and because we depend on Satterfield's offense depends on him very a lot. I want to see everybody step it up against elite competition because it's not just him. Like it's we have been against good offenses. We know how the defense has performed, and that puts this is supposed to be a run first offense. And when you're in a run first offense and you're playing from. 14 behind every single first quarter against quality competition, it changes your overall scheme. Yeah, but you can People still run the ball. Even 14 down, you can still run the ball and score points, especially in college football. But well, we've tried, and it hasn't worked. The problem is, is when it's it's hard it's hard to get a running game going when you don't have the threat of a deep pass when your quarterback can't hit a wide-open guy. See, the, the, like the, those are so few and far between. Like, like We had so many drops last year that were not Malik's fault. Like, we've had— We had some—it it does go both ways in terms of that way, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like— I, I don't think that any of those games, it was like, well, if Malik, like Malik played the one game that I think was on him last year was NC State because we had opportunities to extend that lead early and he just was not good. Like he misfired in a couple of wide open guys. And then when NC State's offense finally got going, like their defense stepped up and well, did what they UK typically did. His head too, as well. UK definitely got in his head. Like he was, he was bad in that game. Like I, I, but everybody was bad in that game. I can't sit here and watch Will Levis 
you know, run through <laughs> holes that you or I could have run through for 75 yards and be like, well, that's on Malik. Well, complaining about our defense, that's, that's, that's a horse of a different color. That's, a, that's another day for another topic, though. I mean, I can, you know, you, you know you're not to get me ranting about the defense. I, I think that you have valid cases if you get upset about the way you played against them. The UK thing doesn't really, doesn't bother me. Because the one after he had the bad penalty and we didn't score on that one drive, it became very apparent that UK was going to score on like every drive. Man. And I think that put pressure. I think the play calling then got a little, we went for the home run when we didn't need to be going for the home run. And everybody was frazzled. He but, hadn't, but, didn't have time. He was getting his ass kicked. Like, he was, I mean, he was just on his butt the entire game. Between that description of UK's offense against us and Air Force throwing for 500 yards after, I mean, it's obvious why Brown kept his job, right? Look, <laughs> Brian, listen close to me. You got to be Syracuse, Brian. I mean, you got to hold Sean Taylor to under 5,000 yards rushing. You got to hold Syracuse under 21. <laughs> There's the Trevor threshold. It's already been put I'm up. already putting it out July there. July 15th, it's out there. The line is drawn. You can't let Syracuse throw for like 500 yards either. Don't make me, Brian. Don't make me drag you off that bus in, 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 in Syracuse and leave you there. Okay, we've, talk, we've talked about a little bit longer than I was expecting. We'll go to break when we come back. We'll get to as many of these texts as we can before we wrap up the show. Hope your Friday is off to a fantastic start. Happy weekend, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. We'll wrap it up next here on 1450 The Big X. Here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Hopefully your weekend's already off and running. What's the uh, what's on the TK docket for this weekend? Anything special or just movies and late nights? And you said you're gonna go sleep early tonight, which I, yeah, I mean, can only assume means definition is early. I'm thinking like yeah, I'm thinking like 2 a.m. Good God, caught maybe a 2 a.m. night so I can get up. Well, I need to try to get up early tomorrow. I need to try to get up early enough tomorrow to I, I want to trust me by the bank and get my hair cut tomorrow. Ooh, big day. Big day, yeah. And the bank closes at one, so. You know, I mean, that means I gotta like, ride a bit a little earlier than normal. I don't know what time they. I don't know what time the sports clips close, but they're closed on Sundays, which sucks. So I mean, yeah. I gotta squeeze it in tomorrow. I guess like, man, no, I can't because they close at like seven during the week, which is a weird hour. Uh, other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I can't think of any shows I need to watch. I'm not behind on anything. Y'all cut up. I mean, I could rewatch season three of The Boys that just concluded, and maybe watch this one full run through. I could do that. I could use. Do you have any other movie suggestions for me? Are you a little nervous now that you're... Yeah, yeah, now. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like, I'm always open for suggestions. I feel like that stuff has to come up throughout the course of the show. Like, usually Naturally, I'll say, like, yeah. oh, I saw this show, and or, like watch this movie, and then you will be like, I've never seen it. And then I'm like, you need to watch it. I mean, I'm, al- I'm always... Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, any texture, but if you see something new, always say, yeah, send it in, because I'm always open for suggestions. Uh, texture brings up that Kentucky football back in, you know, now they're saying Phil still sucks, all this stuff. Uh, the actual official of Kentucky football account tweeted out a graphic that Phil still had them at number 21 in their preseason top, in his preseason top 25 back in 2020. So at one point in time, Phil still was cool. And now he's, he's only cool when he's on your side. Now he's the enemy. I'll never, did you ever have Phil still on your, on a radio show? I think back in the day. Yes. I just never forget. I had him. I've got to interview him one time 
And because you got it when you like book, you got to book like way in advance. Oh, he was, the, I mean, especially back then. Yeah, he was a I guess deal. maybe now. Maybe, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different now. now. But yeah, back then you had to get like, like, oh, can we have him on in like three weeks or something? But he would, he came on, and we'd ask him, just ask him about you know the local teams first right off the bat, and you could just hear him flipping through his own magazine. Really? And it, it, it like like pervade him like reading what he had written in his magazine about like I've asked him about Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, and I was like. I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, man. I mean, it's like less obvious. Yeah, be prepared. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we're not going to start asking you about Oklahoma's offensive line. Yeah, there. really. I mean, you could have at least maybe had the magazine already open instead of me hearing the legit page switching of you flipping through it. Did you see, uh, real quick, before we get to the text line and try to get to as many of these as possible, did you see uh, Nolan Smith? Not going to be making any friends in Chapel Hill anytime soon, even though he's no longer a Dukey. Uh, we talked about this on the show yesterday. It wound up actually happening after the show. Gigi Jackson, who is currently still the number one prospect in the 2023 class, decommitted from North Carolina. It's widely expected that he's going to reclassify to 2022 and play next season for South Carolina. And UNC fans, as you may expect, didn't handle the news especially well. And so Nolan Smith, who... The last time he was a major factor in the Duke-UNC rivalry, he was getting criticized for not looking uh, you know, the, the coaches in the face during the handshake line, namely Hubert Davis. Because he was right. Remember Chris Carrawell did the, like, didn't shake his hand after the loss at Duke, and then Nolan Smith like purposely looked away. And That's an insult now? Well, I mean, it was just kind of like a, they saw it as like a poor sportsmanship. I mean, and okay. so Nolan last night tweets out, college sports fans, tonight, UNC's fans, all caps, Grow up! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! A young man made a decision tonight for him and his family. Period. And Ooh, so, are we recruiting this kid? No, he's going to South Carolina. I, just I don't know, but we could still be maybe getting a last try to get a stitch. Come to Louisville, DJ. We yeah, got we on. have we got scholarships. We're good. We support you. So UNC fans, understandably, were like, "You're not one to lecture us on sportsmanship." All of a sudden, oh, and it became this gigantic back and forth. So UNC Louisville. Developing a little bit of a like like quasi like pseudo rivalry that ex- is an extension of the Duke rivalry. Now we had last year with the bad blood during the games, Armando Baycott flopping everywhere, um, mm-hmm. telling Jalen Withers that admitting that he was flopped during the post game handshakes, and now we've got a Dukey on our staff. I don't know, could be a little bit of extra juice in that game this year. No, I, I bring it, bring it. Suck I mean, it. Duke's that Duke's that team that like we I guess never hated because we you know we beat them in, for the national championship. Yeah. You know? And we blew them out and on our other run to the national title in 13. Yeah. So, I mean, we've always kind of looked at them like, yeah. Sure. We're not worried about it. You know, Only like, team with the winning record Clemson, against Coach K. Clemson looks at us a little bit, maybe in football. Well, <laughs> we'll always have that fact, though. I know UNC, they they beat Coach K in his last regular season game at Cameron they Indoor. They beat him in the Final Four in his last game ever, but still. Well, last game that season. No, well, last game ever for Coach K. No, he's coming back. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. Still, even with those two success stories. Louisville remains the only program to have played Coach K at least 10 times and have a winning record. That's right. From now until forever. Text- I, love how, I love how my favorite teams have stuff like that. Because you know the Eagles are the only team to ever beat Vince Lombardi in a title game. Very cool. Awesome stat. There you go. Uh, Texas says, 502-414-1450. We'll try to get to as many of these as we can in the next 10 minutes or so. Texas says, don't hate on DeSales, fellas. I'll continue bringing the Roush heat. But don't bring down my Colts. I'm not bringing on the sale. I, I just said that he, Roush claimed he was a bully. Well, to but sales. then I said he had big to sales energy, which is, is that, like is that a bad thing? They all kind of wanted to act like they were bullies back in the day. Uh, are you so you're making fun of the sales? A I little bit. It was okay. that, that was directed to me. All right. Good. I had friends at the sales, but they don't get me wrong, love those guys, but they definitely all acted like they were a little bit 
bigger and cooler than they were. I'll be honest with you. I think I don't think I even knew DeSales was even existed when I was in high school. My freshman year, we played them in baseball, and we had one of our uh, players ask them when they got on base if it, if they had girls or, or just boys at their school because we weren't sure. I'm not. We knew that Holy Cross had boys and girls, but we weren't sure if DeSales was all boys. Or DeSales is co-ed, right? DeSales is all boys. Oh, it is all boys. Okay. Training Snacks and DeSales are all boys, and then you've got Mercy, Assumption, Sacred Heart. They're all presentation girls. are all girls. Yeah. And then Holy Cross is boys and girls. It's the only Catholic school with that has both. Okay. Big time party down there in Dixie Highway at Holy Cross. <laughs> Every day. Holy Cross is the place to be. It is. <laughs> Texter says, I quote, don't send old people abroad. You all are on fire today. That was, yeah. I mean, but Isn't Butler a Catholic school or is it just a private, traditional school? Butler's just a public school. I thought, I thought it was like a private school at least or something. Nope. Just not Catholic private maybe? Nope. Just or public. Or traditional, okay. Standard public. Well, male's kind of like not private, but it's got rules to get. I think, but in that it's maybe like male. They have like certain, there's like criteria you have to have to go there, maybe. Are you thinking of manual? Well, manual you can just apply for. Yeah, it's a the magnet school. But like male, you have to you have to go to like a certain, you, you, they only usually have two, you have to go to one of the two middle schools to go to male. No idea. I, th- I thought it was like, yeah, I might be wrong, but. Texas, I just sent you all a tweet with a moon rocket update. Please read on air. I just I saw it. It was very funny. Yeah, so it's like a telescope and they see the rocket. Did yeah. you see what it says when you zoom in on the rocket? No, I did not. I zoomed in on it, you did, and it says Russia, and then it says, uh, hey, Trevor, suck it. <laughs> My comrades would never say that to me. Um, <laughs> Texas says live free or die hard, L-I-V. <laughs> By the way, props are going that Doing hey Trevor's like it's so small print on it. It's well done. That's I mean that's that's been a lot of effort. It's into, a well executed yeah. picture. Texas prediction. Oh, we didn't do the update. Oh, hit hit the music. Hit the music. Oh. We'll do we'll do it right now. Come on. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. <laughs> is DJ going to come to Louisville? DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner. Or will his ties to Cal lead him to Lexington? DJ Wagner, Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. Wagner. What? (laughs) He just went to the G League. DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. We hope he'll come play for his grandpa Wagner. DJ Wagner and Milt Wagner and Milt Wagner. Okay, that's it. By the way, I meant to tell you, you probably didn't see this text because somebody sent it late night and I just happened to notice and I clicked to read it, so I probably took it out of your... Uh, but it was somebody asked when yesterday you go, how did we become the stoner show? And the texter goes, Mike wants to know how... We, I'm not reading this verbatim, so I may screw it up, texter. I'm sorry, but he goes, Mike wants to know how he became the stoner show and then he does a Game of Thrones sing-along to DJ Wagner. I mean, that's just pure and fun. Curious, and has no idea still how they became a stoner show. That's good sober fun. <laughs> There's nothing high about that. It's just good so it's, classic fun. <laughs> when I thought of Game of Thrones, he's in the music, so I mean, what do you think? I mean, <laughs> the only uh, DJ Wagner updates we have today, one, there's a good story by Adam Zagori about how Wagner, after his trip to Spain, winning a gold medal for the USA Under-17 team at the World Cup. That's what he does. He's now going for the championship at the Peach Jam. This is the the pinnacle of AAU basketball. He's going to the Peach Jam with his old New Jersey Scholars team. Uh, he's been averaging 28.3 points per game. They're headed down there. I think the tournament kicks off the 17th. I think that's Sunday. So that's next up for DJ Wagner. The only other update I have is um, Kyle Tucker wrote a story on The Athletic today about mm. John Calipari going for this super class. 
Um, Aaron Bradshaw now. Isaiah Bradshaw, Isaac Bradshaw, Andrew Bradshaw. Are they Bradshaw. algebra classes? But this one, he's going back for like the like we have the number two, number four, number three, number seven player in the class. They haven't had one like that in a while. I guess you're right. They're still getting good classes, but this would be like the unrivaled number one class in America if they land all these guys they're after. And he said, you know, Bradshaw is, is pushing back his recruitment date. That it's still very much a Kentucky lean. And then he also just tossed in there as a addendum, despite Milt Wagner being on Louisville staff, John Calipari remains very confident that Wagner's going to play at UK. And Tucker's been saying this all along, but just putting yeah, it in print now, it's out there, it's on The Athletic. Uh, he remains confident. But the, the DJ Wagner update of the day question from the Thornton sex line is, prediction, DJ commits to Kentucky, but then decommits before signing day and commits to Louisville. Ooh. I like that prediction. Does, does does what was the uh, what was the, uh, the Washington uh, Terrence, Terrence Ross's buddy? I'm I'm my brain farting on his name. The one that beat up homeless people. Oh, Terrence Jones. Terrence Jones, yeah. Uh, he remember he did the commitment to Washington and like and an hour Kentucky. later changed yeah. his mind with Kentucky. If once he got the check, this is only plausible if the the rumors that Wagner's going to potentially commit at Peach Jam in the next couple of weeks are true. Because if he's going to hold off, because he's been saying all along, like, I'm taking my time, weighing all my options. He should. I don't know why he commits. Exactly. I mean, but I, now you've got recruiting dudes saying he may commit very quickly, maybe very soon. Like, maybe. Yeah, I can see that happening. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'd love for him to pick, pick Louisville, but I just don't understand why he would wait. If I'm him, I'm, like, doing this, like, somewhere, like, in February or March or April next year when I would make my decision. Yeah, I mean, U of L and UK aren't going away. Yeah, I they're mean, not gonna like fill up with scholarships and not have a spot for you. That's not a concern. Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Pay, sorry, Mill, sorry, DJ. We 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 just got Basili. Just yeah, we just he's got, finally eligible. You know, we were gonna bring you on, but you know, uh, we're giving Hersey the scholarship. I'm trying to think of another '90s rapper. Like, Jay Z's kid became available, so you know, <laughs> the, 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 the Chris from Chris Crosses has scholarship collapse, though. So. Texter says, you knew which one of Mary's friends it would be as soon as the conversation started. I did not. I did not. <laughs> Texter says, you either got to be a blue blood or in a garbage conference to have the point stat. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I mean, you had the point stat in there, and that's another, just another thing Louisville's in the record books for. We talked about Louisville's like, handprints all over, all over record books. There's another one yeah, right there. There you go. Texas Mike, any chance you're in a mood for a little Kenny Payne Mickey Mouse voice? No, no. Neil doesn't Mickey Mouse voice in a while. Oh. <laughs> Texas, if you are a run first offense, you should be able to run it in from first and goal on the two. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you would. Yeah, well. And if you have a dual threat quarterback, maybe give him a run pass option a couple of times on, when you have four shots. Except, except against Clemson when he's injured. God. That's hey, we're gonna let him. We're gonna let him bootleg, even though he's on one freaking leg. Texas says, and this is actually a fact, Katina Powell went to Holy Cross for a few years, and I won't read the second part of that text. <laughs> but she did. did I told that. you the party was on Dixie Highway. <laughs> you weren't lying, man. This texture apparently went to Holy Cross. Holy Cross was fun. The PE locker room uh, used to be unlocked during class, and stuff happened. Jeez. <laughs> okay. And what kind of, really? I mean. This is how, I love like, like the public school listeners are like, yeah, this happened all the time at our school. Like, we had boys and girls. Shut up. <laughs> we had boys and girls at Wagner. That's what I'm saying. Like you guys were like locker rooms weren't like party areas. I mean, mostly it's just where we, my gym teacher was a woman, so the men's locker room is just where you went to smoke. <laughs> Texas says someone needs to bully Tony Benetti so he'll stop singing. <laughs> Salsaritas. Texas says, can you guys start doing the DJ Wagner song for future two star recruits? I mean, we'll 
<laughs> Yesterday I spent I spent time. Miller, Hersey Miller. You were driving <laughs> around trying to find a song. I was trying to find a song. Yeah, well, I'm still leaning the heat is on though. But I kind of want something with an '80s saxophone sound to it, like maybe "Everything She Wants" by Wham. Kind of. I was listening to that. Careless thinking, Whisper. Yeah, but like I'm still. Recruits are here. Recruits are here. <laughs> Makes creepy like the creepiest topic in local sports radio even creepier. <laughs> but like every every recruit he wants, he gets. You know everything. I, I still think the heat is on. It's still good. Oh, also another one that came to mind: the monkeys. I'm a believer because we didn't believe in Satterfield. Yeah, I don't like that. I thought recruits like this were only true in fairy tales. No, I don't like that. No, no, no you're I don't like that. Don't 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 the monkeys now. Texas, tell Scott to beat Syracuse as Mickey Mouse. Scott. Listen real close. <laughs> you gotta beat Syracuse, man. You gotta beat the Cues. Oh. <laughs> Threaten him. Threaten him in the Mickey if you don't do it. It's gonna get real awkward. It's gonna get real awkward, right? If you don't beat Syracuse, Scott. I'm just telling you. For your own safety. Don't make me sing goofy. <laughs> Mickey's an icon. That's the reason he's swingers. I'm considering taking a role as Goofy. We get sued for this voice impersonation. Probably. <laughs> Disney will sue. Can you get sued for a voice? Well, <laughs> it already happened. All right, we're show's over. <laughs> On that note, I'm not. I'm not reading any more text. We're done. Oh, they're that bad. No, I just I, I don't want to come back from the. I can't come back from the Mickey Plus Mickey, voice talking to Scott Satterfield. Mickey, Mickey telling threatening Satterfield. Oh God! Everybody, uh, are we normal time on Monday? I'm assuming I'm assuming we start at three. I don't know if we go to five. We gotta get the bat schedule figured out. I assume the bats are probably off. So the we'll bats are off, so yeah. So we'll we'll do uh we'll yeah, we'll go till go to full time. Normal show, Monday, three o'clock, six o'clock. We'll see you then. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Have fun. Swim out.